All right, hello. Welcome to Mother Mothership. This is Adventure Lollygagging. I got that backwards. I think I got that backwards. Normally, I do the Adventures and Lollygagging first, then I go into the Mothership. But Stephen was messing with me uh, before <laughs> I went live. So uh, we should make this just a tradition that I just try to like zone you out right before we go live. Yeah, it did. Every it time. did totally screw me up. Did totally screw me up. So I'm all I'm all <laughs> off. Hey, Aaron. Hey, Farkat Dev. Hey, uh, who else is in there? Uh, Edie Frankenstein. Uh, so, uh, oh, I have the penguin picture up. I just noticed that. Uh, we got the penguin. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Uh, Mother Gaggers. That would have been a really good name for this <laughs> as a show, uh, Luna Alicia. That's, uh, it's <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, that's clever. Uh, Steven, I'm still waiting for you to come up with a clever, uh, pun for the Call of Cthulhu slash Delta Green podcast feed, uh, that I'm going to be starting soon. And, and I'm starting Call of Cthulhu oh. on Monday. And so I'm still waiting on that. So you're waiting on a pun from me that you didn't tell me that you needed. I think I did, actually. If you go back and check some of our Discord, I, I think it's in there. Checking. I I'm dropped the list. Checking. I was like, the one I like the most is Elder Gods and Elder Gagging. But I figured that that wouldn't clear Apple's, <laughs> you know, like they probably have a. That is pretty good. But I think it's pretty good, right? Like, let's, 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 let's gag on some Elder Gods, you know? That'd be good. You know I'm all about the puns. I'm happy to help. Yeah. So that's my favorite. Those progressive commercials. Let me throw the red flag and look back to see like who said what. Aaron, I spent all this afternoon. I did not do any work today. I actually took the day off for the first time in forever. And all I did was sit on my couch and read horror on the Orient Express stuff and prep stuff for like five hours today. It was amazing. We did listen to some music. I did do that too. Like I had, I had on like big band music uh just to get me in you know and then Perfect i was just horror, like yeah. reading horror, horror on the order express stuff i spent all day yesterday when i yesterday afternoon before uh before octane cthulhu make doing all that horror on the order, like doing all the prep pro, you know production stuff that i kept throwing at like steven and ashley and everything so yeah anyhow uh but we're playing mothership tonight so we'll talk about call of cthulhu and stuff on on monday uh, but uh, we're doing Mothership tonight. We got the whole crew back, so it's nice. We, the last couple of weeks, we've had one person missing, the other person missing, stuff like that. Uh, but now we have everyone together just in time to TPK the fuck out of them because uh, <laughs> we ended off on a really dangerous situation. Who wasn't here last time? It was Derek who wasn't here last time, right? I wasn't here either. Wait, that's not true. One of you was here last time. Who was here last I time? I was here. Yeah, Derek, Derek was here. Okay, so so it was uh, it was it was long wasn't there? Okay, long. Hopefully, you read the summary I sent out today. I'll, I'll oh, go I watched it. I'm caught up. I'm oh, you caught? Okay, nice, awesome. Well, let's do some intros. Long does his homework. He does. Long is uh, he's honestly the best of us. Uh, so that's pretty much what it is. He's always prepared, never sleeps, uh, works like five hours a week, and makes more than everybody. So it's pretty <laughs> much. I don't know how he does this, but he is just he's he, he lives life in a superb level. If he could share these secrets with us, it that would, would be, be great. Uh, I want the sleep secrets. I want the money secrets. It's all coming in my new book. You can buy that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's do our intros and then we'll get started. Uh, Melissa, tell us about Lico. Yeah, Lico. Uh, she is one of now two teamsters in the group. She's not the lone teamster anymore. Um. She is relatively strong and mediocre at most other things. Um, she's relatively high on stress. She did get a little bit back last time, but that's creeping up. 
um, as are, you know, health wounds issues. Um, we were talking before we came on that uh, there were a few sessions that I had a condition that for 24 hours I did not want to leave uh, where we are. Um, that led to some uh, between character stress. And I, as a player, am happy that that condition is now gone. So if the opportunity comes up for us to leave, then that is something that I, in character, can be all about. Uh, don't forget, though, it could come back. It's not like it goes I, away permanently. I, yeah. And we, we do have, have the stars. The we'll see. Uh, let's see. Aaron and Farkadev, thank you so much. Uh, Melissa, keep track of that. I like this salt. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, and John, thank you so much. Oh, uh, Melissa, keep track of stuff uh, in the extraordinarily accurate, definitely not cheating way that you normally do. Uh, all right. Uh, next up, we have Long. Long, tell us about Helix. Helix is an android. Nice ash complexion skin. Right now, he's got a severed foot. He's been roaming around that for a couple of days. Stress is pretty at a high level. He misses his penguin. Still chilling on the ship. And he's been a pretty good puppet for the Minotaur so far. Nice translation. Yeah, we were. That's what we, we were, did with you that's all what, last that's what session. We did. was just plug yeah. you into the Minotaur. And then the time before when Derek wasn't here, we just said every time something was happening, Menton was in a corner taking a squat somewhere. And that was basically what we've done the past two sessions with everybody. Uh, and speaking of Menton, Derek, tell us about the doc. Yes, uh, so Dr. Leo Menton, uh, he's currently at 19 stress, so he's probably pretty much bald at this point. He's also got a, a sprained ankle from last session when he almost uh, got hit by one of the metal crushers. Um, but he's the team's doctor, so if he dies, uh, everyone will most certainly die. Um, so, oh yeah, and my med... Uh, the med kit or the first aid kit that I have only has one use left. So if I roll another one, it's gone forever. Yes, it's true. You're running out of it, but it's gotten a lot of use though. You've had it for quite a long time. I'm pretty sure the way I think it would have just been like, you know, I'm not sure actually if it was a, how they, how they do it, but we just did it because we, I like the, the idea of using the, uh, those forbidden lands rules of depleting this and that. Uh, okay, and we got our your coveralls, of course, uh, if you recall, the uh, the Muppet covered coveralls. Uh, though I imagine they're probably covered in blood and pseudo milk and all sorts of other nasty stuff by now too. Probably yeah, I was popping squats everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Yes, absolutely. Uh, thank you for those gift subs. That's so very kind of you. Uh, not you, Melissa. Uh, Farkadev. Uh, Melissa's uh, contractually obligated. Uh, okay. Uh, next up. Uh, we have uh, we have the man, the myth, the legend. We have Stephen. Stephen, tell us about Harrison. Harrison Lewis Richards. What can we say about him? He's a survivor. He's willing to cut any throats it takes as long as it's not his own. An ex-troubleshooter. He was a Comtech Marine. Best of his job, best of his profession, and the best of most of them. Unfortunately, he was uh, separated. His squad was wiped out, including his bestest friend twiggy may she rest in peace and now he's stuck with this group so we'll see how that goes i appreciate the sigh in there of this group. <laughs> he always he always cuts off i I, th- I think he does this intentionally i think he sees me writing something down and he just cuts off so that like i'm like ah. yeah i'm like okay it, it's time for jeff to start talking again yeah <laughs> 
Yeah, I just wrote that down because I like getting some thumbnail quotes every now and then, and I thought that was pretty good. He's willing to cut as many throats as it takes as long as it's not his own. I thought oh, maybe. Thank you. Maybe. We'll see. I mean, there's still a long way to go. Uh, we'll see how it goes. It's early in the session. It's early in the session. Uh, and man. Long always has a great quip out of nowhere. That's true. That's true. I never really prepared for Long's quips either. Uh, <laughs> no. Kind of like the book. Like he already did the book thing too, you know, just like that quick. All of a sudden, <laughs> it just comes out of nowhere. Uh, all right. Uh, I'll say this. Whoever gets the uh, whoever has the best one liner tonight. And, you know, I'm not a huge fan of puns. Uh, like in the, in the, in the, in the course of like, I, like it has to be character voice, you know, and if your character, oh, if your character is actually putting, then that's fine. Right. But like Harrison wouldn't pun, but like, you know, you know how I am like, don't slam the brakes with the pun out of character in character puns. Totally fine. Uh, I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell you this. If you, if whoever gets the best line, uh, you'll get a little something special next time. A little something special. I don't know what stress reduction sentence. It's a grenade to the face. <laughs> you'll you'll get to survive. I don't know. You'll put and us out of our misery there quickly. Isn't a next time. There might not be. We are at an <laughs> yeah. interesting. Oh my gosh! Jeez, what so level subs, is this? So is this is level bits. four. You all are oh, wow. ridiculously nice. Thank you we so much. Thank you so, much. Aaron. Thank you, man. Like, it's so nice of you. You all are great. What is that, level four? Have we ever been yeah. to level four oh before? We, nope, we just beat our, really beat our record. That's awesome. You guys uh, uh, wow. You guys have never been to level four of the deep, uh, which is a really creepy place. Uh, I think it's it's very small, but really creepy place. I hope I hope we go there. They didn't really want to go to level four of the deep. Happy to be <laughs> level four on Twitch. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Oh, my goodness. And then... F- one of those I will like. <laughs> which one? Mm-hmm. We'll see. And then finally, uh, we've got the newest uh, newest character. Got- Praise be the Minotaur. <laughs> My name is Lorraine, and I am a disciple of the Minotaur. Uh, I also happen to be a teamster. You know, and I really specialize in mysticism. Uh, nobody likes it when I read their fortune because normally it's, it's not great, but I love to do it. Uh, I'm hoping Harrison will let me read his fortune and tell him how he's going to die. Oh, goodness. I like how it took you three tries to realize, let's just settle on the creepy old lady and Jeff won't touch her because Jeff <laughs> loves creepy old ladies. And there's no way. And that's how you that, you figured it out. You figured you got your first two characters, lesson. got them killed. You're going to take the trauma of losing another one. No. Well, it, that's normally like the niche that I really go for. And you as well. And I was like, I was like, I'm gonna step out of my my comfort zone. I'm gonna be a meathead. Died. And I was like, fuck it, we're going old lady. <laughs> <laughs> I I absolutely appreciate stepping out of comfort zone. I try every time I play a character, I try to do something a little different. Every whether it's an old guy, young guy, crazy guy, normal guy, serious guy, whatever. But I'll always end up cracking the jokes at some point, like all of them. Like, and even like on the alien Chuck's alien game on Wednesday, like, I'm like, I'm going to play Dr. Dante Pierce and he's going to be as serious as can be. But I went so serious that I just kind of slipped over the edge. And now I'm just it like, took like 45 minutes. It just, <laughs> and now we've got like random volcanoes popping up and I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Come I love it. Kiddo. How's it going? Welcome to the channel. That's a great name uh kung fu kiddo that's actually probably what it is it's probably not kung fuck kiddo that would be that'd be different um all right name down maybe that'll be 
That'll be our martial arts podcast stream sometime down the line. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Everyone's introduced. Uh, let's begin. I'm gonna go ahead and put. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and put PP back up on the screen. Uh, he's my favorite, so I'm gonna throw him up there. Okay. So the uh, summary. So last time we began, we were on floor three. Okay, hydraulics chamber, this massive industrial chamber. You guys were fighting off uh, a couple different things were happening at once. You had these security androids that were fighting you, sadly killed Twiggy. But then you also had this weird needle-fingered android that was trying to inject its needles into the brainstem of Dr. Minton. Uh, the Minotaur was holding off the security android, giving you cover from the, the gunfire from the, their SMG. But the rest of you managed to come to Minton's aid. Uh, kind of got uh, you know got him sort of detached. That weird android ran away. I think you even learned the name of the android as like the puppeteer. I think that came up at some point, either through Lorraine or or, or just uh, maybe some somebody else. It might have been Silas. Now that I think about it, one of the two, something like that. Uh, eventually, you 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 know you retreated from that room and then you made it back to uh, the this furnaces room, this chamber with all these massive like huge industrial furnaces that were a couple stories high. And that's where you met Lorraine, this old, wonderful woman, Lorraine. She was babbling incoherently about the Minotaur. She is a follower of the Minotaur, apparently, or, or devoted somehow, much like Noriko back on the bell. And you, uh, Derek, man, <laughs> thank you so much, dude. Thank you so much. We are up to level five. Now, level five of the deep it's a really special place. Silas would have helped you get there, but you guys uh, said no to him. Anyway, let me get back to this. But you guys are all amazing. Everyone who's throwing stuff out, you are far too nice. Uh, you don't realize what a horrible person I am and uh, don't deserve any of this. Uh, so there are these these massive furnaces. And as Liko was looking around, noticed that inscribed along the sides of these furnaces and in the ceiling of this massive room were all these different star charts, these weird-looking star charts. It looked normal, but there was like one or two things, like an extra star, an extra planet here kind of popping up. But otherwise, everything looked kind of similar. Lorraine eventually joined the group. She offered uh, you some spotty knowledge of how to get off the station uh, as you guys were kind of cut off from trying to get back to level one. Uh, which is where you were able to get on the station to begin with. Uh, so this took you all into a decontamination room where you met another AI named Silas, uh, who is very eager to hear the gossip from around the station uh, and uh, also wouldn't let you progress further towards uh, a certain section of floor three uh, without you all going through the decontamination processes, which you all decide not to do. Um, and uh, Silas even offered a, offered you all a job, but you declined him, all that kind of stuff. And eventually you left. Uh, and, and you left on, on peaceful terms. Uh, and uh, you continued kind of down this other passageway, kind of following Lorraine's basic memory. Um, you found this sort of smoke-scented passageway in a panic room that was stocked with all sorts of supplies, like board games and stuff like that as well. And there was this big old do not panic button that no one, no one clicked. Uh, and then you rested there for a bit and you continued to push on. You found this gargantuan chamber where this asteroid was being smashed by these huge industrial smashers. And you decided that despite the incredible danger that you were going to try to float across, and you did, you split up. Uh, I think Lorraine, Helix, and Liko went first. The Minotaur is trying to usher you all and protect you from some of these smashers. Everything was zero G and there are all these rapid, you know, this rapid smashing. Uh, Menton and Harrison hung out behind uh, so that Menton could kind of patch himself up as he had been kind of injured. 
So there was a little bit of time where you all were separated. Uh, I think Lorraine, Lico, you went forward. You found this quality insurance inspection chamber. Uh, yeah, this uh, quality assurance inspection chamber, all these different monitors, consoles, switches, etc. There's a purge button that no one pressed. You all are very good at not pressing buttons. It's weird. Uh, a few hours later, Menton Harrison joined the, the group. You guys pushed a little further in. And uh, and you were looking for some kind of micro hanger that Lorraine knew about because of her friend Ghost Eater, uh, who, uh, who kind of gave her some little ins and outs at the, at the station. Unfortunately, as you were moving through the hallways, you found yourselves in this massive place called the Combat Spire. You didn't know it at the time, but it's called the Combat Spire. I had, to, I had to block it out on our player map so you couldn't see it. So it's shaped like a funnel. Rows and rows of deactivated security androids were hanging from racks. They were glowing at the same time, both above and below. And as you guys kind of push a little further into the room and those light, the, the, the rows and the racks started to light up, you heard the the door behind you suddenly lock down. And that's where we're going to go ahead and pick up. If everyone wants to go ahead and roll that, pan, that uh, not panic, but that uh, the blind macro so we can get started. Oh, gosh. All right. No, that's not the one we want to use. Let's do something creepy, dangerous. You're all going to die. We want to do. No, that's not one. Let's do. Yeah, let's do that one. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just waiting to hear like ice cream truck or something just to totally just. Uh... I don't, I don't have the ice cream truck queued you up. You did that when we were ship. setting up the stream and I was like, oh, no. They're <laughs> <laughs> the same thing. All right. Who was the first to roll? For some reason, you don't have a. Uh, mine no. I was. Okay. Oh, dear. Oh, no. Remind me if we're still in zero G. You are still in zero G. The whole of floor six has been in zero G that you can tell. All right. So let me just double check one last thing. Okay. Good to know. So as you all look around the room itself, it's like a, it's a funnel. So you are in the middle or kind of towards the, the latter third you it's the ceiling goes up to the point where you can't even see it anymore you see these giant like industrial arms kind of shifting around here and there you see the rows that occasionally shift and move as well you can see that there are hundreds of these security androids most of them seem deactivated but some of them are lit up as you're standing here a few of them began to suddenly move and animate as if they're slowly becoming activated. And you can see that there is these huge kind of arms coming down from the ceiling, almost like it's one of those kind of grab box toy things from a bowling alley in the 90s that's kind of reaching down as if they're trying to kind of pull various androids off the wall. You you, you realize you, you probably don't have a ton of time. This, this place is huge. But when you look back at the door behind you, you realize that it is some – like it's not just – closed but some sort of bulkhead door like vertically came down blocking it but you see these rows are shifting you see some of these androids are activating it's an enormous room what do you guys want to do and we see the other side of the room like do we see any other entrance exit you do see that there are there's like right down the middle over top of like the hole so you guys are think of it like you guys are on like this middle balcony and then the funnel 
goes further downward. And you can see, looking downward, if you're standing at the edge, you can see there's continuing to be rows of security androids. You can actually see the bottom about two stories below you. Right across the hole in the floor where the funnel dips down, there is like this mesh walkway, this uh, this like metal lattice walkway. And you see periodically along along the walls, almost like a fire escape kind of weaving up through some of the rows of these things for like inspection areas. You do notice on the very, very far, far end of this tunnel, or excuse me, of this funnel, you see what looks like lights that signify like an airlock. But it's, it would be like, you'd be about, you'd have to like cross the complete opposite side over top of this metal walkway. And you also think you see something down below too, a couple stories down. You can see that there's some lights below there as well, in addition to the glowing androids. These automatic arms, are they... Like, do they have a control panel on them? Are we close enough to get by? You see these big old, they're they're coming out of the ceiling, which you can't really see, and they just kind of emerge from darkness above. And they're they're essentially reaching out, and they're kind of, kind of, it almost looks like they're they're moving, like these rows, like the rows of the different hanging androids. It's almost like they spin. And so it's like spin, spin, and it's trying to reach some of the, security androids that seem to be activating you don't see anything nearby within your current field of vision that would you would think is a control panel nothing even on the door the the bulkhead that closed behind us right next to you there is a there is a normal door panel like you can see it has it has like a normal control panel for a door and it does have like a speaker like you would speak into as well like it's like a it's pretty standard for most of the floors you've seen so far if I can, I'd like to try to start hacking that to try and get the door open behind us. Okay. Uh, roll a hacking test, um, and you have to do it at disadvantage. Uh, because I have military training, I'm good at hacking under fire. Would that help me at all? Would no. I be able to add my military training? You can – Um. well, you're not currently under fire. Um, but in a I dangerous situation. <laughs> Thank you. <Lord>. Would you <laughs> – <laughs> well done there it is that's that long wit out of nowhere um it's oh, great go ahead take it it's fine yeah go ahead you can, you can have it so i can use both military training and hacking no you can use one or the other well i okay <laughs> one or the other i and thought i didn't also realize you have a ton of advantage so you, we can take advantage. I already rolled, unfortunately. I'm just trying to do audience. the math. As Harrison steps back to work on this, what are the rest of you doing? Is he working on the bulkhead door or the other door? He's working on the panel, the door panel. So if like, you go the back the way you came, there's that airlock yep. door. Yep. Over top of it, this like security bulkhead just dropped over top of it. Now, the wall still has a basic door panel, which has, again, just basic controls. You've seen some of this before. You've hacked some of this before. Uh, but Or you've seen some of it kind of ripped out here and there. But it's not uncommon. It's pretty standard stuff, right? Um, but currently right now, there's essentially two layers of security. There's the bulkhead and there's the actual airlock. You can lock an airlock door, but then there's also the bulkhead issue. Uh, So while Harrison's doing this, what is everybody else doing? So the claws that are sorting through those androids, they're just sort of grabbing an android and going back up. 
it looks like they're spinning and they're trying to grab, like they're trying to get to the activation. Like there's certain rows where they're where they're trying to reach these activated androids. You would you would imagine that they're they're trying to uh, kind of grab them and kind of push them down here and there, like kind of pulling them off the racks essentially. Effectively, you have there's a time limit here. Yeah, I want to see if there's like like a landing pad where you can get close enough to claw to just like start climbing up it. So there are these different fire escapes that kind of go up. I mean, I'm just calling them that, but there's these different like metal lattice work that kind of goes up the sides in between some of the rows of, of these deactivated androids. You can easily climb up those. Uh, and then if you want to try to like leap out onto one of the claws, you absolutely can try to do that. I'll do that. And I'll start climbing up the fire escapes. Okay. So you start going, going up, uh, what are Liko, Menton, and, and Lorraine doing? Uh, so Liko is wondering if she can do like an intellect check or something just to try to note patterns in movement. So just if we're going to have to like, you know, kind of jump out into a certain thing, just kind of trying to see if there's like a way to beat or kind of anything like that, just to kind of get some information about kind of the movement going on here. So you're trying to see if there's a specific pattern to the way the rows are shifting or how the <laughs> claws are grabbing? <laughs> Yeah. Uh sure, yeah, roll roll an int. <gasps> Papa Probo. Okay, I'm nervous. There's a celebrity on the channel. <laughs> Papa Probo. I am heart. doing this at an advantage, but of course I didn't actually need it. That was a twenty six under thirty nine, so that was a pass. Okay. Uh and then uh, Lorraine and Leo. I just want to see what everyone's doing, and then I'll go through and we'll resolve what everyone yeah. Lorraine would like to go into the room where there's the com- uh, the comms, where I can speak over them. What comms? Uh, or you said there was like the closet kind of room where there was like a... Uh, I don't remember calling correct? a... Col- yeah, I don't remember describing a closet. There's like a, a panel that Harrison's trying to hack through that has a normal like comms speaker on it. But that's it. You don't see Got any it, no, consoles right. in this okay. room at all. You don't see anything. Um, Lorraine's going to run across that bridge to the other side. Okay. So you're just, you're just running. No problem. Yeah. No roll. No, no roll necessary. Menton, what are you doing? Yeah. I want to try and get to, there was a door at the opposite, the far mm-hmm. end of the room from us. Right. So that's where he's going to head. Okay. Uh, so you're running with me. So Let's Menton go. and Lorraine go, I'll tell you what, if the two of you, uh, wants to, if one of, well, one of you can do this or both of you can give this a try as you're running across, um, why don't you roll like an intellect test? If you have any kind of uh, any any skills related to like analysis or skills related to uh, sort of observation or something like that, or even engineering, if you have something like that, I would give it to you. Um, I have mysticism, Jeff. Uh, Xenoesotericism, however you say that. Industrial <laughs> equipment. No, no. Zero G. Zero G will certainly help you in this current situation as you're not so much running across, but you guys are launching yourselves across. Remember, the whole room is in zero G, which I probably should have told you that, Helix. You don't have to run up the stairs. You can just launch yourself up zero G. That's fine. I rolled a 19 on my intellect. Okay. So, Menton, you're running across. You get about midway across this bridge, you, or, or at least you're, you're floating across, right, in, in zero G. Uh, it's very, very dark in this room other than like the, the sporadic glowing lights of the activated androids here and there. They're just kind of sparking up this sort of almost like fireflies lighting up uh, outside in a forest. 
and you look down as you as you launch yourself across and the lights that you see deep below it's another what looks like airlock but you you notice as you're passing that it's different you've seen airlocks like this before like the one that's that's down below it seems it's like one of those um uh, it's like one of those checkpoints where you have a series of doors to pass through, and you always can tell like the sort of the passageways to go through them are different. Like whereas like just kind of moving from from one room to the next, usually you've seen like office doors or you've seen like just basic airlock doors that sort of sections off different different components. But then that periodically you've seen like these these kind of security checkpoint like doors. And you know that there's like a passageway you have to walk through and there's different doors on either side of that checkpoint. And you can see that same kind of thing down in the pit, like at the, at the, at the bottom of that funnel. Uh, and you can see a few little lights kind of flickering above the, the exit there. Uh, and it almost seems to go down into the floor. It's got this kind of slanted, uh, it's like affixed to like kind of a slant at the bottom of the floor. Um, Sorry, so just to make sure I'm understanding. So this is like like a checkpoint to like, level three to level four type thing so you've seen them with uh in in level one when you were trying to like leave the sort of the basic waiting area and go deeper into floor one uh and floor two um floor two you would have seen it by the the king's uh the, the king's court um like leaving the king's court to go like the when you were in that court like his court the passageway out of that room had the same kind of look to it. It's just like an extra security measure uh, every, that you see every now and then for some reason. Uh, then I think Menton would want to stop and mess with that, see if he can get the first door open. Okay, so the, like you grab a rail, you know, grab the railing, and then you kind of hold yourself, and then you push yourself down, and you start floating down uh, to the base of that funnel. Uh, Lorraine, are you going to continue across to the other side? Yes. Okay. All right. So you're continuing across. Harrison, let's go back to you. How'd you do with that hacking test? All right. So I rolled with disadvantage and I needed a 63 and I rolled a 65. So you failed. Okay. So I was pretty close to succeeding. I, it's almost a success. I'm sorry. It sounds like a fail. Uh, so <laughs> as you are messing with this, you kind of you, you get your tools out, you slide around the back of the panel, try to pull the panel off. You hear suddenly this sort of muffled static come out from it. It's this long it's just like this weird it's almost like like a Morse code thing happening there. And then you hear the bell pop up from it afterwards. And you hear the sound of Monarch's voice, which I imagine you would have probably heard. You would, and you hear it almost like in a, almost in sort of like a, a, a somewhat, a, a, a sort of a somewhat uh, arrogant tone. Just say, well, ah, 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 not without the magic word. And then you see this arc of electricity spark out of it and just, shake all over you uh you go ahead and you can take you take uh six points of damage did i mention that it was almost a success 
Yes. <laughs> Did I mention that uh, Monarch was a ridiculously intelligent AI who was prepared for this? Yeah. Okay. That hurt. That hurt. <laughs> uh, I, I'm ripping the computer out of the wall, but I'm just still getting the burns up my. Okay. Helix, you just went up uh, and you're trying to grab hold of one of these arms. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll some kind of, if you've got like, uh, you could do maybe a speed test. It would probably be okay. Or, um, yeah, I would say a, any, like any sort of anything like speed test or anything related to athletics or something like that could apply here too. I will do that. All right. Advantage if I could. Uh, Melissa keeps track of it. Uh, we have plenty. I will take one off for you. 57 and a 61. Those are both fails. I need below 25. All right. So you're you're kind of you. We'll say you sort of use the the railing of the uh, of the fire escape to kind of just pull yourself upwards a bit, and then you're kind of timing and you're timing. You're waiting for one of these arms that's coming to just sort of shift the the row. And as you leap out to grab it, you're just not fast enough, and you find yourself now, we'll say like two stories above the main level, just floating in the air at this point. As it's zero g, you're just floating now. And you'll eventually make it to the other side, obviously, but it's a massive chamber and you're just, and you have no handholds near you and the arms are just like crisscrossing above you and you are just free floating across. Uh, Liko, you wanted to do an intelligence check to try to figure out some sort of pattern. Yes, I did. Okay. Uh, how'd you do? I passed. All right. You do notice that they're trying to shift from what you can tell. They're trying to shift these rows because it looks like where Lorraine is running or not running to kind of pushed off to, there seems to be kind of this vertical shaft that comes down the edges of the, of the rows, which is like a shoot. And it's like shooting the, these androids down and you can see it's like setting them up as almost as if they're going to kind of launch them out into the room. Okay. Okay. Uh, so we'll go down to, to Menton, uh, Menton, you get down here and as you're, as you're floating down the like sort of the two stories underneath this latticework bridge, some of the lights pop up down here, and you can see in these these alcoves or these those, these rows have been kind of embedded uh, into the walls. You can see a couple of these androids are in the process of like booting up. Their eyes come on first, and then they're like you see this strange light over top of their heads as well, as if like the energy is sort of like kind of somehow like waking them up. A few of them kind of twitch and move in ways that seem sort of sort of odd. And your intelligence check was pretty good. So in addition to that, I'll say one of the things you notice about them, they look different than other security androids. From what you can tell, they just they have what looks like different attachments on them. One of them appears to be some kind of extra layer of some sort of dermis. It almost looks like combat armor. And it looks like one of their arms... There is affixed to it some sort of cannon or gun that's just internally affixed to one of their arms. Uh, unlike the security androids that you've seen before, these look to be a little bit more pristine, like they have been getting mass produced, and they all look identical. You, uh, you make it down, and you can see at the very base of this funnel, uh, the base of the funnel is probably about... I would say maybe about 60 feet across in terms of diameter. And on one side of it, 
kind of going down on about a 45 degree angle into the ground, into the wall where the wall and the ground kind of meet. It's on like a 45 degree angle. There is this sort of circular security chamber. You can look through this small slit, like this little window slit. It's very, very dark on the other side, but I'm sure you have a light. You kind of hold it up and you can see that there's about a, what you can tell is this circular, beautifully pristine white kind of passageway. And it's maybe about 20 feet across. And you can see another one of these doors on the other side. So, okay, so is this door locked in place or is this something where you just open it with a button or you, a lever you, or something? You go to sort of pull on like the, you know, you kind of punch in like open, you know, there's like just an open and close type of thing. And you can see that instead of the sort of the red locked light turning green, it just stays red. And there's no panels of any kind anywhere? No, just like above, there is one of those standard panels. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm not known for hacking. And about how many androids are down here with me? That are lit up currently? There are nine that have lit up. In the the time it's taken you to start your descent and gotten down here, you've seen nine of them begin to light up. Okay, I'm just going to abandon this door and just propel myself upward uh, very quickly. I don't really have anything to take out nine androids. So we have comms to each other, right? Like a, like a walkie system or something? Yes. The Vexus have basic comms, I believe. Yes, that's okay. Right. Yeah, so then I'll just mention like, uh, there's nine androids waking up at this door in the middle of the room where I'm at. I'm, I'm coming back out. I can't get this open. Okay. Um, and Liko, you would see there's probably about three times that number as far as up, far up you can go before you, like, it kind of just goes out of sight and becomes just this dark abyss above you. Uh, and as you're looking up, you can see Helix is just floating across in the middle of the chamber all by himself. Lorraine, you get to, you, you eventually get to the other side. Yours is, yours is taking longer. These are industrial sized rooms, so it takes a while to get across. Um, but as you make it across, you do notice that there is identical to what you saw on this previous side, like where, where Harrison's messing around in. You see another one of these bulkheads. Uh, there's this alcove basically for this exit, and this bulkhead has come down in place, much like what you saw Harrison messing with. From what you can tell, it's as if something is trying to trap you in here. Okay. It's the uh, GM. It's the GM. The GM's trying to trap yeah. you in here. Yeah. Didn't you also say there was like that tube where all of them are going to get shot out of? Yeah. If, if you if you're over here, you look off to the sides, and you do. In fact, it's very much like hamster tubes that just kind of come down and they slope down the sides of the tunnels, and then they open up at the very bottom. And you can see currently, right now, there are two arms that are now loading up these security androids on either side. And you can watch as they're like pneumatic tubes just getting shot down to the to the to the base of it. You have maybe thirty seconds before they're active. Okay. Uh I don't have anything to fuck with those to try and like mess them up. So I guess I'm gonna try and quickly hack this door. Okay. Uh I would like out please. Let so it's the out. same role for Harrison. It's disadvantage. Any any attempts to hack in this room are going to be disadvantage. Okay. So you have, uh, and it's, what is the uh, intellect? 
Intellect, yeah, and if you have the hacking skill, you can add that. Um, could I use my industrial or no? Mm, yeah, you can take that. That's fine. Okay. Would you like an advantage to make it straight? Yes. Okay. That would be nice. Thank you. Ooh, 28, and I needed a 29. Okay. So <laughs> it's not instant. However, you do manage to, you peel the, much like much like Harrison did, you kind of get a tool fixed behind, you pop out the, the panel itself, you pull it towards you. There's various wires and connectors, almost like you're taking off like a, you know, a couple of light switches and things like that. And you start hacking, you start kind of trying to go through some of them. You reach up behind the wall and yank out more of the cabling here and there. And you just start kind of connecting, unconnecting, connecting, unconnecting, splicing the ends of the wires. And it takes you a little time, but but eventually you hear a, you you hear this or feel I would say probably more than anything, you feel this uh, this kind of rumbling, and you notice as the bulkhead door suddenly shifts up about an inch, meaning it is no longer affixed to the floor in its position. It's it's basically that you've you managed to decouple the magnetization of this bulkhead door, and so it can be physically okay. lifted up now. Okay, at this point. Um, you hear, and you see about, we'll say about about a, about fifty to one hundred yards off to your left, Lorraine, and about fifty to one hundred yards off to your right, you see these two security androids just kind of get launched out of this pneumatic tube, and like they, they just kind of slide on the ground, and then they come to a stop near what looks like some kind of like half wall, and they begin to push themselves up. <laughs> And they kind of look around, their eyes nice and bright. They're looking and they're looking. And since you're not hiding, it sees one of them sees you and immediately launches itself off of this little half wall and starts flying in this direction towards you. The other one does the same thing, looks around. And let's see. Helix, you're flying up there. You're fine. It's the other three. Okay. Uh, Liko, you're just kind of standing around towards the middle of the room, looking up, trying to get a pattern. And as you're looking all the way across where Lorraine just went, you see launching in your direction like this missile. One of these, uh, one of one of these security mm-hmm. androids, their arm out like Superman, and you hear as it's firing at you. It's too far away to actually hurt you, but you can see like the bullets start to clink, clink, clink on the ground in front of you as there as something's coming directly at you. So you have because like, ugh, that's what I get for trying to be a thinker. So, thinker. everybody in whatever order, that's what's happening now. You've got two of these things. One of them's going after the rain. One of them's coming towards Liko. Harrison, you just got shocked by Monarch, who is gleefully uh, toying with you. Uh, Menton, you saw another potential way out that didn't have a bulkhead covering on it, but there are a handful of androids that are sort of un, you know, that that are activating down here as well, and you're slowly re- coming back up to the the middle portion of the room. And Helix, you're floating up up above. Uh, what would everybody like to do? Which sword was Lorraine working with? Or just hacked? Far into the room. So okay. if you guys want to look at the map, I'll ping. Uh, so the one on the south side of the square, that's the one Harrison's at. The one on the north Check, side no of the vision. square. Oh, you guys don't have vision of this? No. Hang on one sec. My bad. I thought it was because I was wearing my visor. You know, I don't really have any peripherals. <laughs> All right. Can you see now? 
Yes. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. So the one on the south side uh, that I'm pinging right there is where Harrison's at. And the one on the north side is where Lorraine is at. Leo went down into the into the room and then his isn't marked. His is what we would call in the TTRPG injury a hidden door. Um, mm. What would you guys like to do? Would it be obvious that Lorraine got hers unlocked? Uh, you guys are on comms together, I think. Um, I would presume the rain would be happy and tell us that yeah. she yeah. <laughs> You guys probably would have heard something like, oh, yeah, come to mama. And she's like <laughs> leaning down to like open it up. Okay. So you hear. All right, then I am throwing myself towards that side of the room. Okay. Uh, so, Harrison, you turn, you. Much like a swimmer who's like rotating around, you just use your feet, you just kick yourself off the door or off the the bulkhead door and you just launch yourself across in the direction of where Lorraine is. It takes some time to get there. You're also going to be passing like two ships in the night, the security androids who's coming towards Lico. So that's what Harrison's doing. Harrison's moving. What else is everybody doing? Once I make it to a wall, I'll push myself towards the door as well. Okay, it's going to be a while for you to make it to a wall, actually, as you are further up the funnel. And since the funnel, like, you're, you're, you're getting wider the higher up you go, it's going to take you a while. Uh, do you have anything on you, like uh, like compressed air of any kind, something that you can potentially expel? No, to... I have nothing that propels. Because hmm. we made it canon that his foot is, like, taped to his leg. Could he, like, waggle that like a propeller? <laughs> what the <laughs> I appreciate the creativity. I'm like I, to picture that, though. I want to say yes, <laughs> but Jeff, I, you're not a physics professor. You don't know it can't happen. <laughs> you're that's the first part of that is true. Yes, the first part of that is true. I'm not a physics professor. Um, I don't know. Long <laughs> is that what you want to do, or do you have another idea? Everything I have is pretty static, but if some insane thing like that, Lorraine sprouts out, I can give it a try. I'll tell you this. If you have it connected, if you want to... I don't know if I want to use it as a propeller, but if you want to use it to try to, like, rat, like try to throw it as a lasso around, like, one of the arms as it moves past you, I'll allow that if you want to try that. A grappling foot? Yeah, grappling foot, exactly. A grappling foot, Okay. Um, I'm going to paracord my loose foot here. And I'll say it's either going to be, I'll give you it's speed or I guess you could say intellect if you want to say you're timing it as well. So like one of those two, whichever one's better for you, you can take. Yeah, intellect's my best, so of course. Okay, let's do, so like you're just trying to do the calculations. You're floating there, thoughts are to your, yourself, and you're just kind of timing it. And yeah. Got a 20. Okay. Yes. So you launch out one of the, you know, your foot, which is on a string. <laughs> I can think. I think we had it tied around his leg. Yeah, like a power cord or something. And you yeah. you grab it, and then you you're gonna get pulled along with it, uh, and you start sailing all the way to the far side of the room, and you can see this thing's reaching in to kind of grab one of these security androids as it does. And so you can see it comes in, it grabs like the the little pod that the that the security android is in. And it starts to kind of pulls on out. You have a moment if you want to try to like leap off onto the onto the wall uh, and try to like climb the rose down or something. Yeah, perfect. If I can get hold of something. All right. So uh, we'll say you launch yourself off. It's not hard uh, to do that. It's just you 
You managed to launch yourself off. No problem. Okay. So uh, Helix is taken care of. Harrison, you're flying across the middle. Uh, Menton, Liko, what are you two doing? I would, uh, upon hearing that the door on the opposite end is open, Menton's going to make a, just going to go straight for that. Okay. Uh, do you have, so who here does not have zero G as a skill? I, I don't, don't have it. Okay. Is anybody who, I think Liko and Lorraine both do because you're Teamsters. Yeah, okay. yeah. I also don't have it. Okay. All right. So I'm not going to make you roll every time you, you want to do something, but if you try to do anything wild while in zero G, it's going to be a test. But if it's just like grabbing a, a handhold and launching yourself, that's fine. We've got to roll for that. So we'll say you grab like the railing that goes across the opening in the funnel and you just launch yourself. Again, you and Harrison are just sort of both floating across the middle. There's that big opening on the ground. Helix is now at this point on the far side of the room against the wall further up the uh, up the funnel, and there is still one of these like these security androids, like a missile coming across the other side, firing its guns in the direction of Liko, Harrison, and, and Menton, who are kind of sort of in 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 this in the sights of this thing. Um, Liko, what are you doing? So Liko wants to, um, so she does have zero G, so she wants to try to kind of jump off from where she is to kind of launch herself in the direction of Lorraine, but sort of trying to go like up and over this uh, security Android so that she can shoot at it in a very cool looking manner with her combat shotgun. All right. So that's the thing. That's the type of thing I think you need to roll a check for. Uh, But absolutely. Yeah. But I'll say you've got zero G so you can use your zero G skill. Uh, This can be a speed test or a combat test. If there's one that's better. Uh, Definitely. Well, speed by seven okay so you're just doing this to see if you can launch your body in the way that you want it to do and then you can yes, take your shot i would like to and i'm going to take one of these advantages and i'm going to need it because the first one's a failure and the second one is a pass the 15 under 39 okay so you managed to arc yourself up and and in such a way you're you're still doing kind of an upward like you're you're getting higher so like, mm-hmm. but you're doing so in a way that you can kind of shoot down at this, this security Android. That's like a, like supermanning itself across the room. Uh, go ahead and take your shot then. So okay. normal combat roll. All right. I'm taking advantage again, because we have very, very generous audience. And, uh, I didn't even need it, but I'll roll it anyway. That is a 16 under 32. Awesome. Roll your damage. Uh, so combat shotgun is one wound. Is the damage. Just straight up one wound. Beautiful. Yep. Okay. So I'm going to do, I'm going to write this one as Superman Android. <laughs> uh, okay. You got one wound. So you're up, you're, you're floating, you're looking down at this thing as it's sort of slow motioning across, like as the, as like we're in slow motion as this is happening and you fire down and mm-hmm. you just see this small eruption in its back. Now, much like Leo, you do notice that the dermis of this thing, as they're not wearing clothes, these things are just completely, that they have no clothes on. They haven't been affixed these coveralls that you've seen the other ones have, which means you can see, uh, you can see like their their base skin, and it looks hardened. But you still manage to kind of wrench through it a bit. It's still going though, and you can see little flecks of uh, of like kind of the pseudo milk begins to erupt, like these little droplets here and there. Okay, uh, Sir Harald Mastodon sends you very nice. I always just thought like the band. No, wait, that's right. <laughs> The Twitter replacement. <laughs> it's probably now, Liko. I 
Melissa can be happy if Lico dies because she did something cool looking. Okay. Uh, and I think last to do something before I let these two androids uh, murder, try to murder you is Lorraine. I don't think you've done anything yet. I have not. One of them's coming for you directly. Yes. I would like to get out of his way by just kind of launching myself up. Okay. So you just want to... Okay, so uh, I'll I say... I want to like moon jump over him, okay. basically. You can you can just launch yourself up. Uh, I don't think you're necessarily going to be coming back down unless you True. hit something else unless to come back down. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so you can launch yourself up. Uh, that's fine. Um, I'll tell you, that's not even a roll, uh, as you'll be able to just kind of launch yourself up. Like, there's. Can I, with, uh, with the Minotaur, like, grab onto him as we launch up? Well, we haven't actually addressed where the Minotaur is just yet. Uh, <laughs> this is true. We haven't. Let's see. Where would the Minotaur have gone? Who would they have followed? I believe the Minotaur would have been protecting its good friend Harrison. I'm just going to roll randomly. Really? <laughs> I've been so nice to it. It, in fact, would, it would in, has been the nicest to the mentor. I think, in fact, it would be. It, it's actually, I rolled Lorraine. So it followed Lorraine. Lorraine, you can. I am the disciple. It's true. You do true, see as you look around and you go to launch yourself up, you do see the Minotaur has kind of shaped back into that kind of manta ray form it had when it was when you guys were going across the asteroid room. And you can see like this this lengthy kind of tail comes out. And you just grab it and you start to fall. It kind of flies you up a bit. Now it's their turn. Uh, so the one that was supermaning across that just got shot by Liko has essentially three targets. It's got Liko, Menton, or Harrison. I'll say Menton probably has some cover because he's kind of underneath uh, the walkway. Uh, Harrison... It's probably between Harrison and Liko at this point. So I'm going to 50-50 it. Uh, it will, in fact, be Liko as it will rotate its body. It's still kind of, its momentum, it's still taking it kind of in the direction to the other side of the room. But it's going to point up and you're kind of moving sort of up and towards mm-hmm. Lorraine's side of this chamber. It's moving o- away from you, but it's still going to take a shot uh, with its... Um, with its gun here. So let me pull up its stats. I think it's like 60 these guys got. I think they have 60 for combat. Oh no, that so is it's like double mine. Affixed into its arm, it just has a series of, of, of like these barrels kind of sticking out from it as if it's if it's built into it. And it's going to fire... Yeah, I need a 60. And I rolled... No, I shit you not. I rolled a 61. I shit you not. <laughs> it just rolled a 61. So it misses. Uh, so it fires up. Mm-hmm. And it's because it's going away, it just miscalculates ever so slightly. And you're able to dodge out of the way. Lorraine, the other one's going to the other one's going to bounce off the wall, okay. turn, and fire at you. You do have the Minotaur to potentially protect you. Uh, but the Minotaur is not, uh, is, does have an HP limit. Uh, and I will roll an eight this time at Lorraine. Okay, Lorraine. Lorraine, how many hit points do you have? Uh, 16, and I have two wounds available. Well, that's good. That's... She is new. Okay. Well, that's, uh, that's, uh, 19 points of damage. Um... If you want, uh, you can 
make a body save to try to tuck yourself behind a flap of the Minotaur. Uh, that might reduce the damage. Lorraine would not put the Minotaur in damage. Okay. So you know what that means, Ashley. You take a wound. I get a, a roll on the table. You get to roll on your favorite table. My favorite. Don't roll a nine. I swear oh, to God, if you get shot in the head. We have advantage. We have lots of advantage. I can't use advantage on the wounds table. Yeah, you can. We said we oh, could. Can I? Yeah, that's what we did last time. Oh, you yeah, 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 yeah. got two last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <You got two laughs> okay, well, I'll it take it. just didn't change the outcome. Uh, so yeah, go ahead and roll. Let's see. My favorite table. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. You get a second try. You get a second try. She rolled headshot again. That's Come four on. nines that's, in a row. That's four in a row. Come on. If it's, if I get another one, it's rigged. It has to. Okay. Oh, goodness. Oh, thank God. It does hit you. Internal bleeding, bleeding plus two, but you are okay. still bleeding. And so now your suit gets punctured. And okay. all of this different blood starts spewing out into into this the, the sort of the air here and there as you are on the manta you are on the manta ray oh, version of the Minotaur. Spleen. Okay. Oh. For context, everyone, the first roll was in fact a headshot. Yes. <laughs> yes, I would have died <laughs> for those that weren't here. Okay. <laughs> so let's reset, Helix. You're we'll say about four stories up on this funnel. But you're against the wall. You're able to climb down or at least direct yourself, whichever way you want to go now. Uh, Liko, you're floating freely on an angle going upwards uh, in towards like the, the other side of the room. Um, and you're you're going in opposite directions as one of these security androids. Menton, you're like using the underside of the of the walkway to make it across to the to the far side of the room. Harrison, you're just kind of the, the two of you are basically just on opposite sides of the walkway, essentially just steaming across. Lorraine, you just got shot, and you're you're riding with the Minotaur up into the sky. Oh, I'm a coward. I have to make a fear save to engage in violence. You didn't but do I anything tried violent. To hurt anything. You haven't. Yeah, exactly. Okay. You're good so far, I think. Okay, so what do you guys want to do? Any order? Uh, go ahead. Uh, Liko wants to shoot at the android that shot at Liko. Okay. Uh, so you want to, so you guys are moving in different directions now. I would say you're probably, your range increment is probably getting gotten worse. Uh, so keep that in mind uh, as you continue to sort of travel in different directions. I would say probably disadvantage in the shot at this point since you're using a shotgun. Alrighty. Um, I will spend something to straighten that out. Yeah. Once, once it gets to far away, it's a 2d10 instead of a wound. So it affects the... Uh, Have a good night, Kung Fu Kido. All right. Working that off. Make sure to follow this in the uh, and over on YouTube. Uh, Adventures okay. in the Gang. Yeah, that's a fail. Let's see if a second roll is better since I rolled with an advantage. Hey, that is a 17 under 32. Okay. You, an improbable shot. As you're spinning around, you fire back. Uh, and you do manage to get a second shot off on the Superman. I will say that the, that with the directions you are going, next round you won't be able to get a shot off on him. It would just be too far at that point to be realistic. Uh, okay. But but at this point now, you're closing in on the wall uh, on the far side of the room where Lorraine initially went towards. Uh, and so, so is this still a one wound, or am I far away where it would be a 2d10? Uh, go ahead and do the 2d10. Okay. Actually, nah, go ahead. Just give me the hits. It's fine. Because okay, it's not, it's so like, it's fine. Just give it the hits. It's a straight wound. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. It's still right. up, though. 
that uh, dermal plating there is uh, definitely helping it out. Uh, okay, so that's Lico. Uh, Harrison, Menton, Helix, or Lorraine? Uh, I know the rules don't really specify. I'd like to move as fast as I possibly can. If I can shoot at the same time, I will. But if that would mean I slow down, I don't want to do that. So uh, you're currently just hurling yourself through zero G, right? So are you trying to shoot at the one... The easier shot for you, Harrison, is the one that shot Superman. Lorraine. No, Superman's going opposite direction of you at this point. Okay. So the one is over because you're because you were moving in the direction of the far airlock door that Lorraine had hacked. One of the security androids met her there and she leapt away. You can get an there's easy no real there's no real rail that I'm like throwing myself on. I'm just in open area here, right? Yeah, so you're, I can't like there's faster. a there's a walkway, and you, if you want, you can like launch yourself further and try to get more speed if you like. That's fine. Whatever I can do to get there faster, you like, will. I, you, I would you shoot will on get the way there unless I could get there faster. Uh, I think you you can both get there and shoot on this turn. I'm fine with that. Okay, okay. Uh, then I'll pull out my revolver and shoot at the one by the rain. Okay. So now Harrison is Superman firing uh, at the one that just shot at Lorraine. Go for it. All right. That is a 70, and it, my combat is a 47. Okay. So I missed. Did you take advantage? <laughs> no, I didn't. Take so I'm not using that on Lorraine. <laughs> so you were, shooting, you were shooting at Lorraine, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, shooting fire. at Lorraine. So you fire, fire, fire at this thing as it's shooting at Lorraine as she she hurls up into the sky on the on uh, on the manta ray minotaur, uh, but you miss, uh, and you can see sparks on the opposite side against the wall by the by the airlock. Okay, uh, but at this point you have you have reached the other side, like you are very close to both the other airlock door, but also this other security android. Helix, you're again about four stories up. Menton, you are much like Harrison. You were speeding across, but you were doing it on the underside of the, of the railing, which was giving you some cover. Uh, and then Lorraine, you've grabbed onto the tail of the Minotaur. The three of you can still do something before the androids go. I'll just grab the railing on the side here and continue my descent. Just launch yourself there. Yeah, no problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can absolutely do that. Um, because there's enough handholds and footholds and stuff, and you're not trying to do anything super stunty uh, like Liko was, no roll. You're fine. Uh, Leo or or Lorraine? Um, <clears throat> would I be able to have line of sight on the android that shot at Lorraine? Or am I? is my cover also blocking him? So if you, you can take your movement action, so to speak, to kind of pull yourself above the railing at this point, if you want, as opposed to hurling up uh, beneath it. At some point, you would need to do that anyway. Uh, right. You can take the shot, so that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll do that uh, with my trink pistol. It'll it'll we slow did. you down, so you won't necessarily make it all the way to the other side like Harrison did, but you can still take the shot. Uh, I mean, I'll have to do it anyway, so I'll just get it over with. I need a twenty-four or less. Would you like advantage before you? Roll? I already, I already rolled it. I got a forty. We're too half eager half. to roll. We don't think about it. I just. Eh. I have a 24 combat. It's a waste of dice to me. Okay, so you fire. I only have a 32, and advantages help me succeed twice. <laughs> you fire. You can see the needle flies out, moves at a relatively slow pace compared to the bullets, uh, but it still misses. 
and it clinks off the wall and lands on the ground by the other airlock door. Lorraine, I think you're last to do something, if you like. I am. Um, Lorraine will, like, tug on the tail that she's hanging on to, like, steer uh, the Minotaur back down to the door where she released the bulkhead. It's still zero G. It's not flying, so it's... Oh, okay. Yeah. It, so it, we're going to try and, like, bounce off a wall to go back down. Yeah, that's basically what it is. Because um, unless you have something on you that would, like, you know cause you to move your change changer you're, you're kind of on this ride until you hit something else i have camping gear so maybe <laughs> <laughs> i don't know and a spanner maybe i'm like grabbing on the wall or something with it but uh we she can just wants to yeah. bounce back down to the door because she wants to try and lift the bulkhead i mean you can kick yourself off of the minotaur if you want okay yeah and so but the minotaur is still kind of going off and you can kind of kick yourself down and yeah Maybe kick yourself, just try to go down to the ground. Or Yeah, okay. so that I, but like, away-ish from the thing that's trying to murder me. Okay. Uh, I mean, the thing that's trying to murder you is standing right near the door that you tried to hack through. So, uh, so oh, it's blocking what I want. Okay. Came, it came at you. It came right after you. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, because I don't really have, like, a weapon or anything that will help. That's a shame. If only there was an extra gun uh, that I tried to give out several sessions ago that uh, Melissa didn't trust and broke in half that she could agree to. Harrison is not holding three guns. (laughs) There's a bolt gun and 20 bolts. Who has that? Uh, You? I have a shotgun and uh, I have two shotguns and one revolver. That or it was Elaine but that's a few characters ago. Yeah, it was last session. Um, mm. uh, I'd like your final answer, tr- please. We're just going to try and get further away from this thing. Okay, that's not a problem. No no roll there. That's that's easy enough to do. Okay. Uh, so the two of you kind of float off. You probably outrange to some degree, the interests of this security android. However, Superman was heading in that direction too, so it's always possible you could see Superman return in a minute. Uh, so, uh, currently, the uh, the one that hasn't been damaged, uh, we'll call it Lex Luthor, uh, is over by the exit that you guys tried to hack into. Uh, it has Harrison to shoot at, I believe. It's probably the most likely one to shoot it, so I think that's the one it's going to do. Harrison, I rolled a 97, so you're okay. As it fires away Ooh. at you, uh, but it misses. I'm moving pretty fast. And then I'm going to say that the Superman one will reach some other railing, grab, and kind of relaunch itself as it's coming back to the far side of the room where the now... A uh, hacked through door is uh, is becoming a uh, a nexus point for action. All right, so as this is happening, you guys see that the arms are reaching back now, grabbing others and loading more androids into those chutes as if on the next round, two more of these security androids are going to come into the fight. There's still one more by the door by Harrison that hasn't been touched. There's another one that's that kind of sort of did a lap and is on the other side of like the, where you guys originally came into the room and is trying to turn back around, but you have a moment that's probably not going to affect you this turn, but it's further enough away. Lorraine, you've pushed yourself back. Well, actually, no, you said you, you're following the Minotaur up 
uh, up into the top part of the, the the funnel. Helix, you've now made it down to the ground level, and you're we'll say within about you know forty fifty feet or so of where Harrison and the other um, Android is. Leo, you are on the far side of the walkway. We'll say you're probably within about you know thirty feet or so of the door as well. Uh, and Liko, you're kind of still floating free and up as well. <laughs> so Lorraine and Liko are just sort of going off in these different directions, whereas Helix, Harrison, and Minton are all within range of the security android by the door. What do you guys want to do? If I can, I want to run up behind this android by the door and just sort of grab it under its pits and just launch it to the ceiling. Okay. Uh, we'll say you can do a strength. Um, strength would okay here yes good i think strength sounds good if i could have an advantage i would like that yep got it 91 34 is still not enough in 828 so you're going to manage to move it uh because it's just that's just how it works but you're not able to get the angle you want and you really just kind of shift it pretty much parallel to the floor and so it just moves away from the door. It opens up the door so that someone could go to it, but it doesn't launch it up into the... Uh, it just It's still going to manage to stabilize could, itself. Could Helix have used mathematics to get, like, the right angle to throw it off with zero G? You got to know physics there. I don't know, I Helix. Could you? Yeah, you were rolling strength, yeah. I already rolled this one. Okay. Uh, so then the rest of you, Harrison... Leo, you're both by this. Am I at the door or like still need to get one more turn? You're close enough to it. You're close enough for like within the turn if you want to be. Don't care about the security Android. I want to get the door open. Okay. Uh, It's already been hacked open. uh, So it's really just amount of just sort of dedicating a turn's worth of energy to sort of physically pushing because it's been demagnetized, but it hasn't been like retracted up. So you have to physically retract it up into the ceiling. Which you can I'll do. spend the turn opening it. Absolutely. No problem. And you see a standard airlock door behind this this bulkhead security piece. Uh, and uh, Leo, your turn. Or Lorraine or Liko. Sorry. Uh, I will attempt once more to shoot the android that was just displaced by Helix with the Trank pistol. Oh, wait. Do you have to be below your combat score? Because I rolled the 24 exactly. Equal to or under is fine. Oh, then I hit it. Okay. Uh, I believe... So, I'm still not entirely sure how Trank pistols work against androids, but I will say because these are like pseudo-milk and they have like fake blood, it still probably is going to biomechanically potentially affect them. So, I think they still have to do the body save. Uh, And so, what do I got to hit? Um, it just says body saver unconscious for oh, that's like right. one d10 rounds. I'm just going to use my instinct score. So that's a, so it's 50, 50 basically. Uh, okay. That's a bad roll. Here we go. Uh, 96. Okay. That's a cock die. Uh, so 96. Uh, so it's going to go unconscious for roll your, roll the amount of rounds. It's going to go unconscious for. I think it's I got the oh, Nordic symbol, which I think is a the max roll, right? Should be a ten. So this thing is yeah. we're gonna call it not so much it's unconscious, but the injection of the of the tranquilizer into its pseudo milk stream is causing malfunctions. And so it's like the synaptic functioning of it's trying to communicate from its logic core out to its extremities is interfered with at this point. And so everything it tries to do is either not 
it's either not registering or it's moving too slowly. And so you can just see this this Android just kind of floating a little bit, trying to move here and there, but struggling. Uh, but it is it is still alive. Uh, so that one's out of the fight uh, for the foreseeable future. Uh, Lorraine and Liko. Um, we'll say so both of Dr. you have reached Sorry, to ahead. the opposite sides of the room, but you're a couple stories up. And so we'll say we're starting your turn with the two of you reaching the upper portions of the wall. So you can kind of redirect yourself or do something if you like. Yeah, Lorraine would just launch back down towards the door if she sees Harrison working on it. Okay. You are not... Just remember how physics works. You launched away from this door, which means you are not near the door. So you have to go all the way back across. Yeah, okay. I'm prepared. That's like two whole turns. Okay. Yeah, I figured. I I was like, got to start it now. Perfect. Okay, so you just, you and the Minotaur turn around and you start kind of pushing back in the direction you came. Liko, you are on this side of the room. You're just a little high up. That's all. What do you want to do? Yep. And so Minton didn't take out the one that was at the door that Lorraine had been at, right? That's the one that's sort of behaving strangely. Now, you can see it's malfunctioning. Uh, okay. So that I'm going to shoot that one. Okay, you just want to shoot her for free? Uh, I'll say because it's not actively trying to dodge, it's just sort of floating there. You can take advantage on it. You're, nice. you're, you're affixed against the wall. You can kind of grab on for a second, steady yourself, point, and shoot at a very slow floating target across the ground. Uh, I did not pass with the first one. Let's try the second one. Uh, nope, there it is. That's my 90s that I'm used to rolling in this game. You nope. just... It's just a little too far away. You can't, couldn't quite get the right aim, and it, maybe it floats just carefully underneath one of the rows of um, of the other androids that are not yet activated. And so it just comes just slightly out of view, but you can still kind of do a slight push off and start working your way down. And so on the next turn, you'll be able to float down to the ground. Okay, um, I think everyone is gone. Uh, so at this point, it's really just going to be the Superman one that's coming back. Um, Still at too far of a range for everyone, save probably the rain in the Minotaur. So as the t- as you two are kind of coming back across the upper portions, it's coming across the bottom portions. It's going to try to fire up at you. I'm going to give it disadvantage as you're all pretty high and it's kind of awkward angles, but I will give it disadvantage. That's a 24 on the first. And that is a 39 on the second. So this will in fact hit. Uh, so... Do you want to do that body save, Lorraine? Uh, I probably should because I've already taken six bleeding damage. Okay. And I have, yeah. Uh, body's 29. Since you're doing it, I will say I just rolled two ones on the damage. You have to roll. You already declared you yeah. will. So yeah, roll yeah. now. I rolled two other die, too, with it, but I'm just saying, of the four I rolled, I rolled two ones. I got a two. Okay. Uh, So it will go ahead and take half the damage for you. Uh, And the damage total, I rolled two, a two, or excuse me, a one, a one, a two, and a five. Uh, So that's a nine total. So you can take take four of that. Round down. Okay. Okay. More blood through the air as it's now just launching up at you. Uh, I think that's it for me then, because one more round and I'm going to be at zero health from bleeding. There is time. Uh, there is time. As long as you go last, there's time. If you if you time it right, Leo might be able to help you out or somebody else. Uh, but you're floating across. Blood is, is, is sort of 
pulling out from pull, pulling out from you across the room. Uh, two more of these these security androids are now getting launched out of their various uh, the various like pneumatic tubes. So they're going to be into the fight this time around. None of them are right next to you, uh, but they will be able to kind of get into this if something's not done quickly. Um, I'll say all of you can see that Liko is now dropping down on the opposite side towards the security, towards that security door. Harrison has managed to push open the the exterior the exterior bulkhead that was kind of blocking the way. Leo, you're nearby. Liko, you're nearby. Helix, you're nearby. And all four of you can see the Minotaur gliding down in your direction. Lorraine's hanging onto it, but you can see a trail of blood droplets just floating in the air as she's sort of working her way down to you. Would everybody like to do? Uh, uh, it's meant to... Sorry. Uh, this bulkhead, is it going to close after I like let go of it? Yes, it will. Actually, no, it wouldn't because okay. it's zero G. I know it wouldn't. It's fine. I think it's going to stay right, open. Then you go first, Menton. No, Menton's going to notice the blood after putting that one android to sleep, and he's going to he's going to push up to Lorraine. <laughs> okay, um, you push up towards Lorraine. All right, so you push up towards Lorraine, and I'll say like the Minotaur is there can probably help you. So like because again, Minotaur is this massive man array that's floating through the sky. And so you're able to kind of smash against it. Anything you try to do, though, in zero-G, unless you have the zero-G skill, I'm going to say it's going to be a disadvantage. So if you're going to try to, to sort of staun- like try to staunch her bleeding mid-flight on the underbelly of the Manta Ray while also flying, it's going to be a disadvantage for your, your check. Uh, but there are leftover bits and pieces. Well, if I understood the situation, it's either stop her bleeding this round or she goes down, right? That's correct, yeah. Oh, well, then I don't have a choice, so... Just I'll just die. use. Don't really know that well. Would you like advantage? <laughs> Melissa's police. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'll take it for this because I have a seventy-seven on this chance. So it's just a straight roll then. So wait, wait before you roll. Uh. So we do to stop. Okay, to stop bleeding, you can roll a test or use a first aid kit. Do you have a first aid kit? Yeah, I've got one use left, so I'll have to roll the D4 after this. Okay, so it's it, so you don't have to roll a check for it. The way we play it, like, you don't have to roll a check to just do staunch bleeding. That's just something you can just do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're just rolling to getting the so health, then, Getting health uh, back is what we were doing the roll for. I would at least need to roll the D4 to see if I exhaust the field kit, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. I rolled a one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, no. It's a hell of a use of it. It's very. This is the most heroic... And most badass wound patching we've ever seen as zero G in the underbelly of this massive mystical man array, this old woman who you barely know, but she's an old woman. So you got to help her and you do manage to staunch her bleeding. Now she's still looking terrible, (laughs) but at the very least, she's not going to die on this turn. Okay. And so, and I'll say, because you are underneath the belly of this, this minotaur, uh, you're able to not have to fly in the opposite direction. Your momentum will slow their momentum down, but because they're bigger, they're still going to kind of push in like, like the net is that they're going to going in the right direction. Okay. So then, um, that's Leo. Uh, what do the rest of you want to do? I can just make my way to the door. That's what I'd do. Australia, she missed it. She rolled another nine on the gunshot wound to the head table. 
So that's four like in a row. I think it's is it four or is it five? One for mm-hmm. the first character, two for the second character, yeah. and three. So it's four. Yeah. Yeah. Good thing you rolled an advantage. So yes. so Helix, you're going for the door. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. There is one of these airlock doors underneath. So just remember, there are two levels. There is the the yeah, s- there's heavy security vertical, and then there's the airlock door that kind of opens. Hover mechanics on this one works if it's hacking or it just opens. I'll force it open. Go ahead and roll a hacking at disadvantage as the uh, the monarch is at play here. All right, I can apply my hacking skill here. Did you want the advantage I was supposed to take for my first aid? Just to make it neutral. Yeah, I can do that. Cool. So I need a 58. You made a jug of Kool-Aid a couple hours ago. 85. How do I straight flush this? No, I can't. (laughs) Wrong game. (laughs) So as you mess around. uh, No, it's. uh, Or am I thinking of a different game? No, 85 is 85 is fine. Oh, I completely fail. Yeah, it's just a it's just a fail. Um, so as you try to get this airlock door open, like you're trying to just open the normal door that is just, it's just, it's just locked. Like that's all it is. It's just locked, uh, underneath the, like the bulkhead security is out of the way. Harrison's kind of holding it up. As you come underneath, you try to get into the panel and you feel a shock of electricity course through you and you hear a sound of static come out of the mic of this, of this and it probably goes into your internal comms let's say uh, only two points of damage two points of electricity damage as you're shocked uh, from this output uh, okay Harrison still has to go I think Liko still has to go and Lorraine technically still has to go I just want to get through the door okay. and uh, pull up my shotgun to shoot anything hostile that's coming after me okay so you've got the bulkhead up and out of the way all there is left now is just the normal airlock door that you see helix screwing around with you can see him get shocked just like you did you turn around you can see that floating away from you is the one that leo tranked and that's kind of you can see it's malfunctioning you can see in the distance the superman one is coming back towards you it's not going to be it's not going to be able to shoot you guys this round but the next round will be here and you can see about off to the left and off to the right, coming out of those pneumatic tubes, two more of these security androids are popping free. Uh, you can take a shot at the one that's floating. You can take a shot at either of the two coming out of the tubes. If you, I go deeper into the airlock, would they be able to see me to shoot at me? Uh, I'll give you cover, probably. Like you'll, you'll, you'll probably get cover for that as you're kind of in this little nook. It's just a small nook, basically, that you, right, that you right. and Helix are in. But you can take like cover from I'll, it. I'll probably save the ammunition because I wouldn't hit anyways, and I just want to get further in cover. And if something gets right to that door, I'll, I'll shoot it next. Sure, time. we'll just do like a ready to action. If it comes into your normal range, that's fine. Cool, uh, cool. thank you. Uh, Lorraine or Lika? Do, do you want me to go first? Uh, I'm not bleeding anymore. Oh, that's right. Go ahead. Um, she's just going to continue heading down towards. Okay. The bulkhead, the All right. I mean, you can do something if you want. You're uh, you're hanging on to the to, to the Minotaur who's floating down. Menton is doing the same. Is it you? You want to stab Menton or? <laughs> no, he just <laughs> saved her life. <laughs> you don't know what he did. He might have poisoned those bandages. Okay, that's fine. Who knows? So we'll say that you start to coast down. Okay, so Liko, your turn. Um, yeah. Unless there's something more, Ashley. 
Is there like a way she could, is there any cupboard nearby that maybe we could head towards? Uh, you're really kind of going towards it. You're, you're okay. kind of, you're like yeah. a plane coming into a landing and there's this little yeah. nook that you can see Harrison and Helix are in and trying to open, open that Got airlock. It. If they could just get yeah. through this damn monarch controlled, uh, locking mechanism. Okay. Uh, Liko. I don't think you've gone yet, right? No, I have not. Okay. Uh, so I would like to, it seems like we're all congregating at the door. So I would like to kind of launch myself in that particular direction. No problem. Um, and I've, I've lost track a little bit. Which, which of the, f- I, I don't want, I'm not going to concern myself with the two that are just about to come out. Okay. Um, of the other three, which is posing the most significant threat to us. So the two popping out are going to be more of a threat than the one that Menton managed to medically disable with his bio okay. shot. And that's the closest one, but it's also doesn't, it seems to be like struggling. No, right. Yeah. The Superman one is on the, is like basically midway through the room at this point, you have a shotgun out. So you're probably like, you can fire at it. You certainly could, but like it would, this would probably be one of those situations where you wouldn't get an auto wound. You would roll damage if you hit. Okay. So I should retract what I said and shoot at one of the two that are coming out. That yeah. Would be the most. Okay. And I would say so roll it at disadvantage, but you can keep the, you can keep the wound uh, damage if you want. Okay. If you hit. All right. So then I'm rolling it straight because of our generous audience. And let's see if I can do this. Yes, I can. I rolled a 13 under 32. Okay. So I'm going to call. There's a wound on one of the two coming out. Okay. So she is just looking like a badass. She's just like floating through zero G, turning that shotgun around and shooting stuff. Okay. Uh, I'm going to call this one Batman. So you hit Batman for one wound as they pop right out. R.I.P. Rip Kevin Conroy. Love you. My Batman. It's in honor of him. So, Melissa. Yeah, absolutely. So sad when I saw that news today. Uh, So, so Batman takes one. Superman's got two. He's on his way back. Lex Luthor is the one that's kind of all screwed up. And then we'll say, um, we'll say the Joker is the other one. And they haven't been touched yet. Okay, so there's four of them now in the fight. Their turn. The one that's doing nothing will do nothing. The Superman one will come across and then we'll start to fire at a distance. I'll roll this at advantage, uh, disadvantage. Um, I have all of you to choose from at this point, so I'm just going to roll randomly. Uh, sorry, Helix. It's going to fire at you, but because it's firing at you and you're in the you're in the nook, I'll give you some armor, effectively, like some cover. So you'll. All right. So. If it hits anyway. First one's a 24. That would hit. The second one is a 63. So that's a miss. Uh, so it's... So Harrison, Helix, all of you that are huddling by this airlock door, it just erupts in bullet fire, but managing doesn't manage to hit anybody. Uh, one of, we'll say, Batman gets shot, uh, and it will... It's launched itself. Kind of used this little half wall near the tubes and just launched itself in the direction of you all. It's flying sort of shooting with its its gun out, uh, and I will shoot at... Uh, it's going to be Menton this time. Uh, okay. Uh, that's a 60 on the dot, so Menton, this actually will hit. You can roll a body save if you want to try to use the Minotaur to help brace you. Uh, I have a body of 18. Um... I mean, I guess I might as well. Yeah. It's a lot of damage otherwise. Uh, it's 22. I failed. Okay. All right. One. 
Oh my god, the I think we should tonight. institute a plus or minus 5% rule. <laughs> 12 points of damage. I just rolled horrible <gasps> on damage. Ooh, what? I mean, I only have 11 health, so that would put me into my second wound. I just rolled three twos and a six, so you're at 12. Oh. Okay. Did you take a wound? Yes, but then I'm back at full health, right? So how many how many hits do you have? That was my second wound out of the two that I can have. Okay, so oh. you actually have to roll in a different table than. Oh Anton. wait, you Hold healed on. yourself. I actually I forgot. No, you healed yourself. I, right. So I yeah. So it was last session I healed myself, but I was at two you wounds had, last session, so it dropped me to one wound. No, 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 no. Um, you you should have been last time around. Because remember, if you get two wounds, you have to roll on the final wound table, which is mostly auto death. And then you. I forgot that I had armor though, so I have five armor points. So twelve oh. would take me down to three health left. Okay, so cool. Uh, but even still, like you, sh- I don't think you should have a wound right now. I think you should be full. Because if you would have hit two wounds, you would basically be dead. Well, I have the wound from being hit by the the asteroid smasher. Oh, okay, okay. Good deal. Mm. All right. Uh, and then the other one coming out, the Joker will take a shot at somebody. Uh, this is going to be uh, Harrison. All right. So I'm rolling at disadvantage because they're at range. Uh, so I rolled a 41 and a 91. Uh, so the 91 will miss. So more bullets spray. But now there are three of them beginning to converge, kind of coming from different directions. One of them, imagine you guys are at the 12 o'clock on the clock. One of them's coming from six. One of them's coming from two and one of them's coming from 10. They're all kind of converging on you. There's a fourth one that's malfunctioning and floating slowly away. If you guys don't get out of this room on this turn, they're going to be right on top of you. Real quick question. When your armor is exceeded in damage, it's broken, right? It needs to be repaired to exactly. do more help. Exactly. Okay. So you guys want to do how many of us are in the airlock? All of you are close enough right now that you can... Yeah, but how many are actually in? So the airlock door hasn't been opened yet. The only thing that's been opened is the bulkhead security. I, right. Between the bulkhead and the airlock, how many of us are between there? Two. And I don't think more people could stand there. You're talking like a very narrow view. Okay, and okay. if you let that thing down, you might even crush yourself in the process. So I couldn't fit between the two. Uh, Harrison? I don't know. Harrison, uh, he's pretty skinny. I'm wearing skinny? armor, though. Okay, I would say nobody. I don't. I don't think more than maybe one person could fit between there. It's it's super tight between the two. So I okay. think. I I was gonna say I want to close that partially. Otherwise, uh, ultimately, someone's got to to just bypass this door lock. Is he looks seeming like he's capable? He's of doing working it, or on Harrison it. Harrison, kick him out of the way. He's working on it. I'll tell you. I mean, I'll tell you this: if you two both do it. I'll let you add your hacking scores together, and whoever has the highest number can roll an advantage. All right, but you okay with that, Helix? You wanna you wanna tag team this? You can do that. I imagine Monarchs having us play a series of small games to hack through his door, like score mm-hmm. point and pong, survive thirty seconds in asteroids, <laughs> play joust. Oh God, joust! Oh man! Uh, and every uh, now and then, you do uh, hear a Monarch's voice come out of this crackly mic. Uh, and it kind of like it tries to break through into your own comms and you can kind of hear it but it's very it's almost it, it's it's not so much taunting as it's just like it's got this sort of disappointed dad voice to it uh, at this point where it's just very disappointed with the decisions you're making uh especially with minotaur and especially with 
you know, combat these, you know, in this combat with the security androids. Mm-hmm. So which one of you is going to roll it? What's your intellect? 48. Oh, your desire. Mine's 43. Oh, I'm smarter than an AI. You're smarter than Helix. Right. You're not smarter than <laughs> an AI. <laughs> uh, Helix, uh, your hacking's 15, right? Yeah. So I get 30 because two hackings. Is that what you were saying, Jeff? Yeah, I'll say you guys can add your hacking scores together. Add it to your All intellect. Right. And, and you can how roll. many advantages do we have, Melissa? Just take it. Uh, <laughs> just take just take one. It's fine. We had so many today. Like, Every, okay. We got like I a level five hype train. Left. We have so much. We're good. <laughs> I want to make sure that I'm going to do this. So I'll take an advantage. Oh, man. This is going to be so heartbreaking if you fail. I was about to say, it would be a shame if you didn't make it. Uh, 28 and 94. I needed a 78. Okay. At long last. Last letter of hangman. 82 and 94. What was the word, Helix? It was monarch. Oh, oh man, bastard. the H. No one guesses the H, and all of a sudden you hear as the door kind of opens up this pneumatic thing, and you see now like there is a, a kind of this small, maybe about a ten foot long passageway to another door. You can hop in here, like, and you just the two of you can just immediately slip to the other side and kind of get to the get to opposite sides of the of the wall, leaving the door open for them to come through. Okay, so the other three of you. Uh, in Monarch, or excuse me, in uh, the Minotaur, you're, the door just opened. There are three of these things racing towards you. What do you want to do? Is, uh, can we use the uh, grapple foot to get reeled in faster like a big fish? You're pretty close, but you could if you want. You're close enough that I think, I think everyone at this point huddled close enough that they can get through. Oh, okay. Yeah, then it's going to go through if we're close enough. Okay. Is anyone going to take a, a pop shot on your way out? Uh, Lico. Okay, Lico, go ahead. Why not? Superman <laughs> is now within distance, I would say, and he's the one who's probably taken the most damage so far. So if you want to take a shot at him. Okay, let's do that. Um, is there any disadvantage that I'm getting? No, they're close enough now. All right, I'm going to take one of these anyway. Just Oh, good thing I took it because that's a fail. And so was that. Okay, so you fire away, you miss, bullets start raining out from three different directions, and you quickly turn back in. Uh, Menton's in, Harrison and Helix have already gone through, Lorraine, you and the Minotaur, you just push through? Yeah, we're, we're getting out of there. Does anyone try to pull the bulkhead down? On their way back uh, in? I would have, but I spent my turn at hacking, so I don't know if I would have had enough time. I don't think I you like if Lico was shooting, Lico would have been the last one through, maybe? Yeah, but you're shooting. This is more of like an action thing. It's heavy, oh, and so you're kind I of see. pulling it down. Could Lorraine do that? Yeah. I would say Lorraine can do that, but I do. I would want, because you're doing it quickly, give me a strength test to see if you can get it to come all the way down. Okay. Can I have an uh, advantage? Of course. 25, okay. and I needed a 40. You pull it down. Buff grandma. The momentum is taking you in, and, you, and, you, and like you're, you're trying to hang on on the opposite side as it comes down. And eventually, as it gets within a, probably about about 10 inches of the floor, the magnet, like the, the, the sort of the magnetic locks take take a, take effect, and you just see, and it just slaps down like it's a Star Wars door that's going to kill somebody. And you slide in. Harrison and Helix are there to close the airlock door. Now, you guys know that these androids are going to continue to try to get through here, but you do have 
some time. So I'll break, we'll break out of like pseudo initiative here. And you guys tell me what's the plan. Are we in 51D or 51B? So you currently, if you're looking at the map, you are right there, which is between 51C and 51D. You haven't actually gone into 51D yet. You're in the you're in the passageway between the two. Harrison's already moving down the passage. Okay. Uh, Liko is just sort of yelling, like, "Everybody okay? All right." Hmm? No. I yes. stuffed some gauze into Lorraine's gushing wound. I don't think she's going to stand much longer, though. It's still in two pieces. Did you retrieve your foot there, Felix? <laughs> What'd you say over Lorraine's roads? I can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> you, could, you could probably mute her on comms. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to the door. Okay. Uh, I'll say that right now you kind of know how to hack through this one. Like all the doors are locked that you like every time you come up to a door, but I would say it's a quick enough amount of time where you can kind of get over here. You figure out the right sort of process before they've been fully changed and you're able to open this one and push into this next room. Sorry, just doing a little tracking. Okay. So... check something as you push in you notice that the room itself uh it's not nearly as large as the combat spire so remember that there's like i'm just gonna let you guys in on a little secret these these bolded squares those are industrial size rooms so they're huge those thin squares are more like you know office size rooms not very big um so this one is a much smaller room but you notice right away, uh, as you look around, Harrison, you would probably be quick to see this uh, because of your, your mercenary background. You're in some kind of armory. You can tell immediately. There are all of these, what looks like cabinets, like these, these heavy glass-plated cabinets that seem to be uh, affixed to all of the walls here. Uh, and you can immediately see behind them, there are all sorts of just strange looking weaponry actually like you're not sure on a quick glance exactly what they do but you can recognize like some of these are blasters but they look kind of different looks like there's cans maybe grenades maybe smoke grenades maybe you're not entirely sure but they're all within these glass plated cabinets and you can say each one of these cabinets they have some kind of electronic lock affixed to them right across on the opposite side of the room you can see there is another door, but this door, however, unlike the others that you've seen, it's not one of these kind of um, airlock doors. This is just sort of a it's a metal, heavy-duty door. This 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 armory looks pristine, intact. It doesn't have any of the usual kind of blood spatter here and there. Um, but you see this metal door. It's not airlocked. It's on the other side, and it's still zero G. However, you guys want to do? Uh, as alluring as all this weaponry would be Harrison would want to get in the door and then immediately start working on a way to lock it like he doesn't want to lock everyone in the hallway but he wants to make sure that if one of those androids gets into that hallway they can't get into this room go ahead and roll a hacking test uh, at disadvantage 
I'll take an advantage thanks to our generous any, audience. Any hacking because you are actively combating with the monarch right now. You can tell. Like you guys, you have hacked mm-hmm. through doors before, Harrison, on the station. Helix, you might have done it a few times too. It's never been this difficult. It, it it almost it feels as though the systems are actively working against you and they're different every time you pop in. It's very, very tough to keep up with. Uh I needed a sixty-three. I rolled a 63. Okay. So for now, you don't know how long this is going to hold. Uh, at some point, you would imagine Monarch, which has a thousands of things that it needs to attend to to the station. But at some point, whatever attention it pays to this, it'll get through it. But it'll give you time, more time than not having done this. So you'll get a little bit more time. Yeah. So as soon as like the last person gets in, I, I want to just make sure that door closes and seals as best I can. Gotcha. What are the rest of you doing? I would like to find one hidden door, please. You look around. You do not see any hidden doors. You do see a very clear door, though. You don't see any hidden doors. He doesn't get a roll for it? (laughs) Roll an intellect test. (laughs) 72. I didn't make it. Yeah, you don't see any. Damn it. it. I was hoping you'd crit. Uh, Liko, um, I'm going to say that Liko noticed that Lorraine didn't seem to have a ranged weapon. And so Liko does want to grab a weapon for Lorraine. Okay. possible. They're all behind electronically locked glass plated cabinets. Okay. Um, then Liko is going to go through her bag and give Lorraine the bolt gun. If we're assuming that Liko had the bolt gun. You need, listen, you need something. Like I said, you pull your knife out earlier. That's that's not going to get it done. You got to have something that uh, can chew things from farther away. Uh, uh, and she just looks at this huge bolt gun that you just gave her, this frail old woman. Granted, With she's blood loss. loss. <laughs> but, but she takes it. Or you, you can have my shotgun if you want. I died. I, I we'll see how this goes. Uh, but Lorraine would like to go to that door and see what the other room is. Okay, you go to the door. It is not locked. Opens up just fine. You see an almost identically shaped and designed room where all around you see these large glass plated containers. I would say the rooms that you're in, these armories, are probably, because it's another armory you see in here, they're probably the size, you know, they're probably the size of like a, you know, 50 feet at, at the at their longest sides. And you can see circulating all around them through all these tall, industrial, but pristine looking glass plated containers with these electronic locks. There's one thing, however, that is different in here than the others, Lorraine. As you notice, right in the middle of this room, as like a like a like a car sitting in the middle of a garage, you see what you would probably only describe as a spider-shaped tank, roughly the size of a like a Hummer or something like that. I'm gonna drop a 
pick of it on the overlay there. And it's like just, a wild, wild west spider tank? Uh, how dare you? Pretty much. How dare you, <laughs> Sully? Uh, hey, that's my favorite I movie. like it. You're such a liar. No, it isn't. You can see, looking at it from a few feet away, uh, that it is... It doesn't seem it doesn't react to you as you come in. You don't actually even see any lights on or anything on it. It doesn't seem to move. It's just sitting there. Um, but you can tell that there are all sorts of different cannons and things kind of affixed to this thing. I'd like to see if there's an access point or control panel for these locked safes. Yeah, you go up and you can see each one of these there on each one of these cabinets, there are these electronic there's just an electronic lock that seems affixed to it. You think probably like they're daisy chained to some degree. Like if you get into one, they could probably all kind of open up. Then I'd like to hack, attempt to hack into them. Okay, uh, it's going to be at a disadvantage. Okay. Can they work together again, like last time? Uh, uh, Helix and Harrison's kind of working on the. We'll see. This is all kind of happening. Uh, everyone's kind of doing something at the same time. Harrison's working to sort of lock the door. I'll take advantage to make it neutral. Sure. 47, I needed a 58 pass. Okay. So you managed to, and you're in this, the first room, right? You didn't go forward, yeah. like learned it. Okay. So you open it up and it's a relatively simple process. Like once you work it out, uh, but you're able to kind of go through quickly. And like, like I said, once you get one open, it's kind of quick to kind of go around to the next. And you open up a handful of these cabinets and you can see that there's 60 cans of something. You're not really sure exactly what it is, but they certainly look like tear gas or smoke grenade canisters, anything like that. Like that has that look. You're not sure exactly what they do. They're not labeled. Uh, they're just the, these sort of dark kind of gray green cans. You see what looks like about 50 guns of some kind, uh, very advanced looking. Uh, they look far better than anything any of you are carrying. Uh, they have a very pristine quality to them as well. Doesn't look like they've ever been fired. Uh, and then, in one of the ca- one of the cabinets, what only can be described as whips, as they are coiled, much like a, like electrical cords. But you can tell there's a ha- like a like a kind of a handle affixed to one side, and they're kind of hanging on these different racks. There's about thirty of them. Armory's open if you want to gear up. And I'll grab like a couple of whips, these weird cans, see what they are. Okay. So, um, do you want to test them out? Yeah, I'll see how this whip works. So you start cracking the whip a bit. And again, there's like 30 of these things. There's enough in here for, like there's 30 guns, there's 50 guns, 30 whips, 60 grenades of some kind. Like this isn't just a handful of stuff. And this place looks like someone's gearing up for something, right? You crack the whip and you can see that as it, as you do, it's just this long kind of heavy duty, kind of almost like a, like electrical cabling. And you can hear as you kind of move as like your arm moves and you can see the, the cord arc, you can hear the sounds of like some sort of electrical current going through it. Those of you who are watching him, you see the very faint light kind of shift down as if something's being coursing through it. But Helix, as you as you crack it, you can kind of f- sort of feel your arm just sort of take some of the brunt of that. Uh, go ahead and increase your stress by one. 
No. Not damage, just stress. All right. So you can just feel kind of it kind of shoots into your logic core, goes through your processing. You need just feel this cascade effect kind of happening. It goes away after a moment, but just that kind of jolt, and then you're still holding it in your hand. The you're, are you, so you're, you're testing the whip, you said? Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's what you're doing. What is everybody else doing? Does it seem like there's any sort of human ammunition? You look around in this room. Uh, you don't see any ammunition, actually. Um, I'll mutter to myself that I need some more shotgun shells. Uh, and then I'll start digging through a backpack and dock. And I toss him a first aid kit. Nice. I better be the first one you use that on. Well, shoot him. Uh, yeah. Thanks. And that's a, it, it's a full right now. So it's a D eight. I wanted Menton to just pull out a knife, just stab you in the, in the, in the belly. Like, well, all right, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> um, yeah, Richard, the only thing you see, you see like energy cells, you don't see ammo and the energy cells are by these blasters. Um, do you have any kind, you have military experience and stuff, right? You have a skill for that. Don't military you? training, hacking, artificial intelligence. Give me intellect. Give me intellect plus either, uh, firearms or military, whichever one's better. Firearms is better. Uh, whoa. I rolled a 63 for the second time tonight, which <gasps> is what I needed. Uh, so taking a look at these, if you toss over the first aid kit to Menton. These are EMP blasters. Would I feel like there's a way to rig this ammunition that I could throw it instead of shoot it? Um, I would say you've got a firearms test. You can mess around with the ammunition. Like these little cell charges. You possibly could. Um, I'm basically saying I'd rather have grenades than ammunition in another gun. You probably won't, they won't be as effective as a regular EMP grenade. Uh, they'd probably have a smaller radius um, because this seems to be more pointed because it's actually like it, it shoots off what looks to be some sort of, of charge from one of these cells and it makes physical contact with something. Uh, and that's what sort of causes the EMP. Whereas an EMP grenade sends out a pulse in sort of different directions. Right, right. So you might be able to rig one to have a very, very, very small radius. That's fair. Um, that would mean my follow-up question is, how many rifles can I actually hold? I've got two shotguns right now. So it's really just what you think is realistic. Like, just, oh, I mean... So like 10. I I trust everyone but Melissa. Uh, so whatever you think is realistic. Anyone have any shotgun shells? Yes, I do. I will split what I have with you uh, so you can take six. What are we talking about splitting? Just hand them over. So in character, Lika I'm would go in her in bag and give you six. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll take the six, and then I will empty out the one shell in my spare shotgun, and I'll just toss it on the floor. Okay. I don't know how they work, but I'm imagining they're in packs of six. So I just gave you one. There's six packs. <laughs> I have. Like, I, have I, I don't know how that works. Okay. 
Um, oh, if I only had the beer thing on here, that's the oh, holiday yeah. game. Uh, just make sure to, to properly dispose of the little plastic tabs so that don't get stuck around a turtle's neck. Always. Always do that. Hey, All right. there it is. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, so I'll toss the one spare shotgun on the floor uh, and I'll grab one of these EMP rifles. Uh, they're blasters, so they're more like a gun, like more like a handgun. Okay, okay. Even better. Uh, and I'll just take as much ammunition as I can shove in my pockets. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, so that's what you've been doing. Um, how, how much ammunition can I shove in my pockets? Uh, let's see. It's not so much your pockets. It's, we'll say... Uh, what die do we want to use? We'll do that one. Uh, we'll say you can take uh, probably like uh, of these because they're like they're more like cartridges that you shove up into it. You can take eleven cartridges. Eleven. Uh, what type of firearm should I use? Like a revolver for this? Uh, yeah, that's fine. Um, okay. So basically, they're. I don't think I put them in. I'm sorry, I forgot. Two uh, d10 damage. Um, verse uh, verse androids. You would imagine because it's EMP. Uh, five thirty fifty mil, uh, meter range, and it requires a body save or a stun for for a round. So it can also stun. So it's two d two d ten damage, and it can also stun potentially. And how much uh, ammunition did you say? Uh, Eleven canisters, and we'll say each canister can do uh, can shoot five. So basically, you have like fifty five shots. Oh, cool! Thank you. Uh, can we just say that Liko was over by Harrison since we were like yeah. messing around with the whatever, and so um, Liko is basically going to do the same thing. Yep. Um, so she'll kind of take some, take a blaster, take uh, some cartridges. Yeah. Okay. Harrison sees her grabbing them, and he just starts trying to grab even more canisters <laughs> faster. There's enough for both like of she us reaches here. out for them, and he he grabs for the ones that she's reaching for. You only got two hands, you know. You only got two hands. So. At this point, okay, it's, we'll say this has probably been about 10 minutes. Uh, and again, you don't, like this this initial thing right now, Lorraine, you've peeked into the next room. The rest of you have been still in this room. It's been about 10 minutes since you've come in here. You don't know how long you have, probably not that long. Um, all of you have helmets on, so you don't necessarily hear what's happening down the hall. Um, what do you guys want to do? Uh, you guys hear Lorraine go, Oh, come to mama as she starts trying to climb into the tank thing with the Minotaur. Uh, there, there's no, this isn't a tank like you sit in. It just feels like a giant, it's not like you go inside of it. Uh, I mean, like, I thought it was kind of like, uh, like open top at least. Uh, no, it doesn't seem oh, like this oh, is, okay. this, it doesn't seem like this is meant to be manned, probably more controlled. Uh, more like a, a drone okay. or something or a droid. So she'll look for controls then in this room if possible. So when you when you kind of get here, the first thing you notice uh, if you get a little closer in, uh, so if you step into the room, I'll say you notice two things. First, you start to notice like in some of these cabinets, these the, it looks exactly the same in terms of the types of cabinets, electronic mm-hmm. locks, all that kind of stuff's the same. However, this room, I like those kind of weird weapons that were like you were you heard them talking about electrical charges and whips emp blasters man you just see good old-fashioned shotguns on the wall looks like frag grenades that kind of stuff beautifully arrayed and sort of perfect uh perfect alignment everything's affixed nicely 
Like one of these rooms, like like it's all about synthetic weaponry, mm-hmm. and the other room looks all about organic weaponry. And you're in the organic weaponry room. Second thing you notice is that there's a layer of dust on the tank. It doesn't move. You don't notice any control schemes whatsoever. Okay. Um, she's gonna grab uh, grenades. Uh, so you got to get through the there's there's the lock on the on the cabinets. Okay, she'll use attempt. the comms. Uh, would she? I don't think she would. <laughs> she closes oh. the door, closes the door behind yeah. her, bars the door. <laughs> pulling a Harrison, and I you don't just, appreciate it. Never know, you just, <laughs> you just hear her, and she's like, "Ooh, I like this." Like you just hear weird stuff, like no actual like commentary of what she's finding, but she's like shiny. Ooh, okay, I will try to get one of these. And she's going to try and, and hack into the thing. Okay. Uh, so do you I, have a hack? I do not have hack. Roll, <laughs> roll hack, roll, roll intelligence test uh, at disadvantage. Okay. Would you like advantage? Uh, sure. So you roll normal. Yep. I got 21 and I needed a 29. Okay. You managed to go up to one of these things. You're talking to yourself the whole time. Say a little prayer or something like that. I will press a one, seven, nine, four, two. Oh, hold on. Let me get my notes. Okay. Uh, For the security code for the Doppler. So she goes, five, five, A, five, two, seven, seven, six, three, four, Q, T, T, one, seven. (laughs) That is incorrect. I appreciate that that is in your notes. I tried. It is actually incorrect. (laughs) The whole station goes up. (laughs) Uh, It burns. Good. You were close. You got a lot of those right, but some of those were incorrect. Don't worry. It's okay. It's not the Doppler effect. It doesn't matter. It might. Um, Okay. So, yeah, you managed to get the doors open. Or you get the the cabinet doors open. Uh, What are the rest of you doing? Across the next room over after. Join the rain at this point. Uh, with the other three of oh, you. Oh, look what I found. Would you like grenades? If I hear grenades, I want to go get some. <laughs> okay. You go into the room as well. So I think that's three people that are now in this room. Uh, what are Liko and the doctor doing? Um, I would like to head into the other room and patch myself and Lorraine up if we have the time for it. Also, real quick, how many shots did the EMP blaster have for a cartridge? Five per cartridge. Okay, thank you. And there are, there's a ton of stuff. Like, you guys can fill up basically everything you can carry. You don't see any, like, there's no rucksacks or anything in here to store it in so it's whatever you guys have whatever you can carry you can take i will allow you to use your own judgment as to how much you think you can realistically carry in space in these vac suits (laughs) and still function it is zero g so it's not so much a weight issue as it is like a bulk issue i'm you know i would think all of like the extra air between our bodies and the vac suit is just all filled just create like like a small orbit around your body (laughs) <laughs> okay. Uh, so there's, uh, if you don't mind saying it one more time, what weapons are in this armory for the organic? Like you see, and- I'll give it to you for free as you're, you, you can easily tell there are 
no less than 50 frag grenades, 30 flamethrowers, 30 combat shotguns, 20 pulse rifles, and what looks effectively like a near-endless supply of ammunition. All right, I'm grabbing a pulse rifle, and I'm filling up on shotgun ammo. I feel like my measly uh, five or six that I gave you, I feel like you're just going to chuck that back to me and be like, yeah, I don't need your charity. (laughs) I'm not giving them back to you, though. That that Harrison wouldn't do that. But you could grab more. (laughs) Uh, So I'm I'm filling up on shotgun ammo, filling up uh, pulse rifle with pulse rifle ammo. uh, And I'll take my helmet off, and I'll just start filling it with grenades. Understood. So you have no helmet on. Check. No helmet on, but plenty of grenades. Remember that. What are the rest of you doing? I think there's uh, anything else. Not just weapons and armory. There's an exit. Roll an intellect test. And was there enough time to heal up Lorraine and myself? I would say, yeah, you can go ahead and do that. If that's what cool. you want to spend your time on. 15 pass. So... While Harrison is going on a military man's shopping spree. Shopping spree, yeah. <laughs> Lorraine as well, doing some stuff, I think. Uh, yeah, she got some grenades. And the whole time you're doing that, you're collecting stuff. Menton's behind you trying to help you. As your suit, by the way, is filled with holes, lots of blood. Yep, yep. Uh, Helix, you're, you're looking around, and you're looking around, and you're looking around, and... The, there are the, most of the walls. So the so if you look at our rectangle, the north wall, the west wall, and the south wall all have all these cabinets on it. In the middle between them is that sort of tank, and then on the on the east wall, it's just like this beautiful pristine white paneling. As you're looking around, you notice that one of the, like where the panels meet on one of them, you see like a the faintest bit of wear, which other than the dust on top of the tank, everything else in this room is pristine. And you go over there, Helix, and you kind of get a screwdriver or, 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 or a knife or something like that, and you kind of mess around with it, and you realize as you, the panel pops off, and it just floats towards you in a way. It's this big, thick kind of fiberglass-looking panel, reflective. And you see underneath it is an airlock door. Lorraine, take five hit points back. Got something over here, guys. And I'll take a look if it's another one of those control panel ways to get in, or if it's open at all. It is, in fact, got a lock on it. However, this lock, you've never seen anything like it on this station thus far. You have, you've never you're not even sure what you're looking at. Like, like you've seen plenty of places throughout the verse that has these different locking mechanisms, combinations of communications, entries, security locking. This thing just looks complex to you. Is it frag grenade resistant locks? There's only one way to find out. Let's take cover and just shuck nades. <laughs> 
We're not wasting grenades. <laughs> wasting There's them. 50 of them. I don't think we can carry that many. It's not a, it's not, a sh- so it, it's not an enormous room. Just remember, this is not a giant chamber. Yeah, okay, so. Yeah. Here's the other thing. I'm going to slow down the story again. I'm sorry. Um, I assume that... Sorry, the dogs. Don't the pulse it. rifles in this room have harnesses, like uh, straps or something like that, right? That, that seems fair. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to take uh, three, maybe four of these straps uh, and... How how many grenades are the rest of you taking? I was figuring six because it's like pokeballs, three on each hip. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, how everyone else? I grab like five. All right, so that's eleven. Uh, Lorraine, Liko, did you want any grenades? Lorraine wanted grenades. She's got a a like a sling purse. So like. So how many are you taking? I don't know, like ten. Ten. Okay, so that's twenty-one. Liko. Uh. Three, so we've got an even 25. Uh, four would be an even 25. Thank you. Okay, uh, so that's 25 there, and I took 10 and put them in my helmet, which leaves us with another 15. And I'm sorry I'm slowing this down so much and being so uh, anal. Uh, I'm taking all these straps off these pulse rifles and laying them out, and I have a foam gun, uh, and I'm going to use one of the canisters of foam to glue the remaining 15 grenades into a bundle that I can hold on these straps and be ready to toss. Okay, interesting, interesting. You made um, yourself a glue gun in space. Yes. Jeff, I'm would you hot say, gluing them all to a strap. Would you say my Xeno esotericism would help me understand this door lock? No. Okay. No, it's just it's just it's just super advanced tech is basically all it is. Okay. That's the it's that's not the like aliens. No, does no, the no, Minotaur no. understand it? If we ask him, uh, probably not. If you recall, the Minotaur was trapped in the labyrinth for a significant unknown period of time. So, more than likely, you probably wouldn't be able to hack this for you. I mean, you guys can try it. Like, I'm not saying you can't. Like, you, you certainly can. It's just, it's disadvantage and it's perplexing. Which means it's going to take time. Uh, and we don't got time. I vote we bomb it. Grenade it. Can we blaster it first? EMP? Wouldn't that just make the lock not work at all? Right, and potentially like scramble the weapons that we have to make them not usable. I imagine it's just deactivating whatever's locking in would be able to open up. You guys tell me what you guys want to do. I don't really like the idea of using a grenade to open this. If anything, maybe a couple uh, blasts from a shotgun at the hinges. Whatever you want to do, but we better make it quick. I'm nervous staying here so long. That's true. Then I'll just grab one of these EMP rifles off the wall and just blast this machinery. Okay, so you go back in the other room, you get this this pulse blast, this this uh, EMP blaster. Load up a shell. Or load up a cartridge. And you just start firing, 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 firing away. Uh, so if you unload a whole clip, roll, roll ten d ten. What the total of that? 
Yes, I do want to total that. I do actually have a number for this. I'm, I want oh, you gosh. to hit. Because you're trying to just short the door out. 1924 37 uh 52 okay you're good 50 was the number you're good oh. okay so you just start firing away you unload the whole clip and finally as you see that this little this this circular panel with uh, a, a sort of like a like an an, an encryption like an entry key, like there's a keypad thing, but it's not press key. It's like it's it's just some sort of weird kind of touch panel that's designed in a way you've never you've never seen it before. And you just the hell with it. Like you just started firing away and it illuminated, like so it was lit. And you start firing and firing and firing, and eventually it just dims. And so now all I need is basically someone with heavy does anyone have like heavy machinery or industrial Machinery yeah. or something like Lico that. Lico has I industrial do. equipment. Between, and I have a spanner. Between Lico and, and Lorraine, you managed to – now you could just kind of physically pry the door open. You just grind. You destroy the, the sort of uh, the mechanisms, and it is no longer going to be a functional door. But it is now open, and you see a a relatively long, dark passageway. Uh, were there any like flashlights or anything in this room? There were not. Okay. It's okay. You can have mine. I have a headlamp on my hazmat suit. Oh, I also. Uh, okay. So yeah. So uh, she'll take that. Uh, who's going first into the dark hole? Well, Look. Boomstick over here seems to feel pretty confident. So let's let him go first. Should he be front or should he be guarding? Menton is making direct eye contact with you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, I'm not going first. You, you are a small. All right, you guys are all crazy, crazy, crazy guys. And Lorraine's gonna start climbing down with her flashlight. Okay, so you just just kind of push into the room. It's a long passageway. There are various kind of handholds along the way that you can grab. Not intentional handholds, but there's stuff that you can grab onto as you go. Please shut the panels behind you. As you're moving through, one of the things you know is, first of all, there's no light in here. Mm-hmm. But also, there are periodic portholes, and you can see outside is space. First time you can say that for a while. They're fairly small, not yay big. And the passageway is probably about 50 feet long. And there's maybe about five of them along the way. Like every 10 feet, there's a small little porthole you can look out. Mm-hmm. And you get to, eventually at the very end, the exact same kind of weird airlock door with the advanced panel that you do not understand. And you see another one. And it goes into, like you're again, you're in, the, like you would imagine this was probably like a, uh, like a, a deep, like a depressurization chamber. Like you can kind of pass through it. You've already broken one side of it. All right. So I'll reload out okay. of the way. And we'll just say you do it again. You have enough ammo and you know that it'll eventually will do it. So just, you just fire away and eventually you're able to pry the door open. Jeff, could I do some more bullshittery? Yeah, Is this the whole vacuum of space sucking us out? No, 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 no. That's going to be right, okay so, for some of you. 
I am wearing a vac suit. Some of you, it's not okay. That's nice. You are wearing a vac, vac suit, suit full of holes, filled with holes. Actually, True. I don't have. I don't. I didn't ask for duct tape. I meant to ask for duct tape. Oh well. I have. Don't filled. worry, Doctor Menton's going to ask if there's like super glue before he leaves the room. Okay, what do you, what's your bullshittery uh, there, Harrison? Yeah. So I, I would like to take another one of the pulse rifle God straps and cut it into little strips, you know, okay. like paracord line. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I have my 15 frag grenade bundle with very sticky foam, right? Okay. So I would like to stick that to the wall of the panel that we're going in. Okay. And then stick my uh, my strip that I just... I, I want to make a booby trap. I want oh, okay. the panel that we can't lock... I want to stick it to one side and I want to loop it through one of the pins for the grenade and stick that to the side of the wall. So when they pull open that panel, it'll pull, pop the grenade okay. and then 15 grenades would go off. Okay. Would so you can put the panel back in place. It's the airlock door that you guys destroyed that was affixed beneath it. Right. I'm talking about the one that we just came from. Mm-hmm. So like the airlock door on the other side, I don't. Yeah, I got about, you. I got you. But like if they would follow us. Gotcha. All right. Understood. So you managed to do that. That's, I, I mean, you described it. You're a military guy. You got to roll. It's fine. You get it done. My man. Whether they see it or not, different story. If they, if somebody does see it. But I like it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So as long as that one little route is taken care of, I'll feel better. You open the door. Go inside. And you see. See how on the map there's this big empty white space. Because you guys have found a very secret hangar. And as you walk in, you realize it is pristine white, just like some of these other rooms you've been in. You see absolutely no signage anywhere. Nothing to say what this place is, what it does, where to go, doesn't direct anyone anywhere. You see no signs whatsoever. And you would probably conclude that every single place you've ever been to has been largely designed for human operation. And so whether it's language or whether it's some sort of usage of, of, of symbols and shorthands, it, it directs people here and there. There is none of that in here. Even some of the even some of like the combat spire and other places, like you still saw the the remnants of the types of directions you would see for employees that are supposed to expect to follow. Nothing. It is a it is a massive hangar. The reason I say a hangar is that when you look off, as you as you come into this room off to the left, we'll say the north side of the room, just we're using map terms, you see what looks like massive bay doors that would open to space. It's on the same side of, of the, the room as those portholes were on the passageway that you just traversed. Now, same. as you start moving around, there's a little bit of light here, but mostly it's it's your light that's kind of popping up and kind of reflecting off things here and there. And then because of like the pristine nature of the room, that reflective fiberglass-like uh, surface of things, you notice that, again, no signs of blood spatter, no signs of anyone having even been here. Harrison... There's one thing that kind of catches your attention as you're moving through this massive chamber. And that's the four enormous launch tubes that are in this chamber. 
You said four enormous. I was waiting for you to say security androids. Launch tubes, on the other hand. You don't see any security androids. Yet. I have a decent vac suit with my armor. Hmm? The rain has a spotty vac suit. Everyone else has okay vac suits, right? Yeah. I know the space station is huge. What are the odds of us spacewalking back to uh, the bell? Is that what it's called? What are the odds? Yeah. Uh, you don't really know exactly where you're at on the station. Uh, the entirety of the station is a couple, I think it's like a couple miles long uh, in terms of its height. You guys are middle floorish, so you're third floorish. You're kind of in the middle of the station somewhere. The bell is not like immediately outside of it, so you would you would probably have better luck trying to do a spacewalk to like the first floor, maybe try to get up to that hangar than you would trying to get out to the bell. Cause that requires you guys launching yourselves. Well, Perfect timing. Rain stingy too. It's not here. True. This is not that place. You guys did not go yeah, yeah, yeah. to the place. Not follow the right place. You've never been here before. You have no idea where you're at Lorraine. <laughs> What do you think? We try to get back to the first floor, first level? Jeff, is that where Liko saw... I feel like Liko saw a vision of exterior doors. Mm -hmm. You did. So just there are more... There's more than one, one way to get on and off this station. You saw a vision of a different way on and off. But you saw it from ex- like the exterior of the station. Okay, so I, I until you go outside, you wouldn't be able to yeah, 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 assess. Yeah. Okay, looks like we gotta go outside. Um, yeah, before uh, we do, is this room or the hangar is just empty? There's nothing. Well, again, this is one of those massive rooms. So these massive rooms take like 15 minutes to cross. Like think of it, like to, to cross and look around. And so, in addition to those, okay, so if you start doing that, you start exploring a bit. Yeah, like to spend some time and look around. You find, in addition to these huge launch chambers you notice that the launch chambers themselves are kind of they're set up to shoot out and away from the station and as you're looking around helix trying to get a sense of what exactly these things you you see it you 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 realize there is a dip kind of in the like you're kind of on an upper level of like a dual leveled uh giant hangar there are by your count 50 strike craft of some kind Single seaters, maybe dual seaters type of things. Go up, go up to them, inspect them, see if they're operable at all. You go up and you expect inspect them. You notice that they are they are manned. You go up to one of them, and you can see there is an individual inside the cockpit for one of these crafts. You go up to the next one, same thing. Go up to the next one, same thing. Do a whole row of like 10 of them. All of them, there's somebody inside. They don't react to you. Somebody inside, can I get a better idea? Like, are they dead humans? What is going on here? (laughs) 
roll roll Ben's test for me first. Just the blind one, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. When you're going down the row, most of them they just seem they they just look like humans. It's like they look normal. Like they're they're dressed in the same sort of cloud bank gear that you've seen so many others, but pristine. None of it's dirty, none of it's stained. Everything's in, in perfect condition. But all of them are just kind of sitting in the cockpits, eyes closed, in perfect posture, staring at like not staring ahead, mouths closed, not not doing anything. Which is kind of an odd thing. They look like humans. You're looking for any signs of like respiration. And currently you don't see any. You get to the 10th one. And they look familiar. Look real familiar. And all of a sudden, it turns their head and kind of looks at you. And their head cocks to the side. And you realize you are looking at Abby. Abby? Roll a sanity save. Sanity. So roll... um, Is it the hundreds? Roll... roll, Yeah, it's a a normal check. If you fail, then we're going to roll a stress moment for you. All right. I have terrible sanity, 17. I rolled a 60. Let's go. Did you really? Yeah. Okay. You keep it together. (laughs) No panic for you. There is, again, these are cockpits. They are, think of them, I'm thinking of sort of like a TIE fighter or something like that or, um, you know, an X-Wing or whatever. And you're looking in, but they're in sort of pristine kind of prequel Star Wars condition. And they just look at you, cock their head. They look, she looks, there's no bullet hole in her head whatsoever. You say, Abby, you don't think she can hear you. And she just cocks her head. And then as you're watching, her mouth opens, and then there's, like, this delay, and you see, like, a sh- like something happens. Like, her body does something. It looks like she's screaming, but you can't hear anything. Uh, guys, this is a bit strange, but you're going to want to see this. not a way out i don't want to see it it is uh spacecraft space i mean <laughs> spacecraft is the way out is curious because yeah. she's a stumble pilot, over okay so she, or she has piloting skills so Lico will go over okay both of you come over and you look in and you both see abby he's right and she's silently in this scream visage both of you roll a sanity save and this is straight. We can't use anything to mess with this. Right I now. don't like playing yep. around with sanity or luck. Okay. Uh, like all of us? Or who's any, uh, Harrison you, you never met or... Abby. Harrison never met Abby, so I don't think it's an issue for Harrison. Cool. Or Lorraine. I think Lorraine and, and Harrison are fine. But the three... Leo rolled a two under 31. Okay. How'd Leo do? Uh, he got a, a 60 over 52, so he's got no hair left. He's pulling his beard out now. Roll the pan- roll on the panic table. Panic in the hair. So it's in the roll table. 
Please don't poop in the hangar. <laughs> he's he is pooped everywhere else in this place. Or do you roll stress first, or just I roll rolling? The- uh, no, I'm rolling. He's rolling panic because he failed his sanity, and so I see. Yeah, otherwise he wouldn't have had to roll it. Uh, that would put me at twenty stress. Don't I just die? And no, stuff? no, no, no. Eventually, oh, okay. once you go over twenty, you start uh, your what's it called starts depleting your uh, okay. your various uh, your stats stats. Yeah, uh, but you're at right at twenty as you're very very anxious at the sight. I guess I'll go for my eyebrows and just start plucking them. Okay, so you guys, uh, three of you Lico, recognize her. Yeah. So can Liko try to do something? Because it seems like she's trying to scream. Can she do something to try to open? Oh, you know, I'm assuming it's kind of like a, uh, yeah, like a lift. Yeah, it's it, you. You know how to, like, you can see it. You can figure it out. You're not familiar with this particular craft. It's very advanced, nice looking, very similar to some of the other tech you've seen thus far. You mm-hmm. pop it open. Those of you without a helmet on, you're immediately overwhelmed with of extraordinarily loud scream. Except it is not the sound of a female woman screaming, but the sound of a high pitched high-frequency kind of modem-like sound that just bleeds away at your ears. Now, Harrison... <laughs> You're so happy I took my helmet off. That's it's why I like said to remember that. from the thing. Now, uh, Harrison, go ahead and you can roll uh, your... roll. Actually, I would say roll a fear test, maybe. Uh, fear is one of my better ones with 21. Yeah. I would say because it's the, it's not a sanity issue because you don't know who this person is, but it is kind of frightening to see the sound blasted out of this woman's. Yeah, I rolled an eighty-seven. Okay. All right, I'll say roll panic. Panic is the D twenty against stress, right? Yeah, there's a table, and you can just you just roll the table because it'll tell us what we need. Just picturing that scene from the thing where they're in the middle of the like snow. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Uh, I got an 11. I am paranoid. For okay. the next week, whenever someone joins my party, make a fear save or gain one stress. She is the perfect depiction of a human being. But this sound is coming in her mouth that you know a human being can't make. You look at Helix. Helix is an android, and he is the standard android that you would find across the verse. He looks just like all the others. They, they're easily identifiable as androids. There's circuitry here and there that pops up. Discoloration, eyes are different. They're not like, they don't look like robots, but they look like humanoids. But you can tell they are. She is clearly a synth. And she is clearly looking exactly like a human. And she is screaming. I want to take a grenade and toss it in the cockpit. You do so. I'm going to dive. Yeah, Mendes gonna be like, what the fuck? And <laughs> was it a- I'll say fire in the hole, and I just take the pin out, drop it in the cockpit, and then like try to hide underneath the the vessel as best I can. Okay, you drop and it. Exp- is everyone else okay with this? By the way, this is Abby. Yeah, that's fine. I'm sure she's good. It's like I never liked her. Yeah, I mean, I. Menton saw the pin go out, so Menton's diving out of the way. Yeah, I, I do think it's okay. going to happen pretty quickly. You dive so. down, someone that closes closes the cockpit, and it and explodes. And for the second time this campaign, Stephen has killed 
Ashley's Abby character. Oh, don't frame it like that. Don't frame it like that. That makes it sound so bad. <laughs> That's exactly what just happened. I was going to let Ashley start playing her again, but not now. All right. Meanwhile, Lorraine's putzing around looking for a new vac suit. Uh, okay. You. Okay. If you're just putzing around and looking around, you're just kind of you're just kind of searching. Okay. Nothing. You see no signs of. There's no, no vac suits anywhere in here. Which is peculiar because it is a hangar. It is a hangar that goes to outer space. But again, the design of this entire hangar seems to be synthetics first. Synthetics don't need back suits. Synthetics don't mm-hmm. need any of this kind of. They don't need direction. They're programmed and controlled by Monarch. They don't need to look up at a sign to realize where they're going. There's nothing like that here. You do find like controls, but the controls that you see are. Like, like the only controls that you see are like for the doors, like for the, the big old cargo bay doors. Got it. But, but even these, like you can tell, are entirely minimalistic. You also notice there's another airlock door in here that goes out, not just the one that you went into. So it goes back into the station somewhere. So there's apparently at least that you could tell as you're exploring two different ways into this hangar. What the fuck is going on here? What the fuck was that thing? What was that noise? Well, we couldn't really ask him any questions because you dropped one of your grenades in there. Shut the fuck up. I wasn't talking to you. That was Are you our... just talking out loud? Is this how you keep notes to yourself, Harrison? That was our com- that was our companion. We came here with her, and that looked exactly like her. Didn't sound that was like not her. who you came with. Well, yes, I figured that out but that is exactly what she looked like Jesus fucking what how the fuck are we getting off this station well we are not dealing with that shit anymore I am done with this there's what 50 of these things here this could be a way off if we can figure out how to just get one of those things out of there and we can get us in it's an option. There's a cockpit. There's one person in there. What, are we all going to fly out a different ship? Or we can go through this other door at the other end and see where it takes us. And oh, yeah, let's go through the other door. Every door's been house. great so far. This has been pretty interesting, not going to lie. 50 ships. 50 grenades. Well, uh, 49 since one just went off. Well, 15 are back on the door, so. Can't clear off that foam. It doesn't even matter. How how are we supposed? You have, uh, could I borrow your foam? No. Why? Why do you want it? I want to repair my vac suit. All it would do is stick you together. You wouldn't be able to move at all. Uh, not this is anti-personnel foam. It, it's meant to encase an entire person. Okay, well, I do not want to be in space. I'm going to turn to Leco. You turn to Leco, and at that point, Harrison, you hear a massive explosion coming from where you had set up your, your trap. 
we're running out of time. We have ships. We want to leave. We need to leave their ships. The entire room suddenly goes red. All these different panels that you thought were just fiberglass panels are now glowing red. Everything that looked like it was just a fiberglass panel on this pristine white room all of a sudden goes bright red. Harris, and you have your 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 helmet off. You hear what effectively is some sort of sort of low frequency kind of alarm. Like it barely registers for you, but you can hear it going off. I'm gonna try and use one of these strikers or fighter ships then. You climb up. You as you get to one of these other ones, uh, roll a Ben's test. Another one, jeez. Yep. Yeah, I was thinking we we're gonna have to roll one in every single one, probably. You get up. You're getting ready to open the door. Head turns to you, and you see Reed staring at you. Roll sanity save. Kill the bastard. Once again, and get 17. See you, Edo. Roll a 93. That is not good. Oh, Roll no. panic test. Panic table? Yeah, off the panic table. Uh, and then if okay. it's underneath, which you have currently. So a 13. It's under my 17? Is that what you mean? 13 is under 17, so you take the, the effect. So, right, did I do that right? Okay. Yeah. So so you have a death wish for the next 24 hours. Whenever you encounter a stranger or known enemy, you must make a sanity save or immediately attack them. Jeff, you shouldn't sound so happy when you read that off. <laughs> at, okay. least, at least they know you. I don't know. Do you know Lorraine that well? She's kind of a stranger. <laughs> I've known her for the past however long I've known her. But you see, and not only that, but it's Reed's doing the same thing. And then as the door opens up, reaches out and grabs you. Uh, so like basically is making an attack against you as the door opens. Uh, do, 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 do. Sorry. I've never used one of these before. So I think I put them in already. Yay. They are. Okay. So, so they're going to take a, they're basically screaming that weird kind of modem scream that you can't hear. Cause I think you have a helmet on, but then with their arm, they're basically just kind of reaching out and seeing if they're going to, they're trying to use their hand to just pierce your neck. That's a seven. That is successful. Uh, let's see. What is it with pointy objects in Helix's neck? Or was that meant in? What's up? I think I was meant in the last time. Oh, yeah. Needles in the neck. Uh, so. Sorry. Not think I was gonna have to use these tonight. All right, I got it's two D ten. Okay, uh, it's ten points of damage. Oh my gosh! Do we so we see this happen? Uh, if you're close enough, sure. You see? Right, okay. Yeah. Uh, I have three armor on the back suit. Okay, which makes it seven damage. Uh, absolutely. So you take seven yeah. points of damage. Your vac suit is no longer is so there's a huge tear in the throat as you feel it rip through and immediately pierce into the base of your neck. And you can feel the the blood, the pseudo blood, starting to spill down the inside. And you realize that you have a huge gash now in your in your suit. And this thing 
is sort of trying to push their hand in, like they're reaching in to try to grab something inside your neck and just rip out your voice box. Uh, someone give me a hand. Yeah, read or I mean, Menton seeing uh, the blood will spring into action and try and pull Helix off. Okay. So you're able to, that's fine. You can pull him off. That's fine. You can see that they're affixed. The other thing I would say you notice, Helix, as you open this, is that the cockpit doesn't seem to have like controls. You don't see like a joystick, you know, like a, like you don't see anything like that. It's just, they're just sitting inside. There's no controls. This doesn't seem like something you could pop in and fly. I mean, you would probably, you're smart enough to piece it together. It's probably Monarch controls these, puts them on a path, shoots them out there. They go wherever they want to go. Why would you give us false hope, Jeff? That's why I immediately told you. Well, not immediately. There about 10 minutes. There is a giant bay window here that goes out into space. There is a oh. hundred different red panels that are glowing. There is a low frequency alarm going off. When you start looking around in all of the cockpits, all of them are filled and all of them, their heads are turning and following you all. Their mouths are open wide, and you can tell they're also screaming. You're are they all read and no? Some of the faces you recognize as people you've encountered along the way here and there. Some of them are faces you do not recognize. You have no idea. These are the plants they're sending back. Um, can so what Liko would want to do, and like we need to move in the direction of the other airlock. Um, like, all right, taking the ships is clearly not an option. So maybe we should blow them up so they can't get where they're going and go that way. Good. I want to point out, I don't think people are really considering the fact that the entire room is now burning red. Like, you know, that Monarch, this impossibly intelligent AI is aware of your presence here. Everything's networked back. What do you guys want to do? Uh, first, I'd like to dump out my helmet full of grenades. <gasps> Hopefully no pins catch, but if it happens, it happens. Uh, put my helmet on okay. uh, and then grab the grenades as best I can because I don't want to leave them. But I also don't want to hear this alarm anymore. Okay, uh, It's just driving me crazy. Yeah, it's put like my helmet on. Burring right into your ear. Yeah. Okay. Uh, grab the grenades and I want to go back. Uh, just sprinting as fast as I can, hopefully not dropping any grenades, uh, to the tunnel we came from, and just you, to see if there's any shadows coming from us, like coming from there. That's I, where you hear the explosion. And when you go over and you look through the airlock, the little hole in the door, which is fortunately still intact, but when you look out, you're pretty confident that that passageway has been breached by space. The explosion of all that straps of grenades and stuff has somehow caused a breach. Okay, I appreciate that, though, because I wanted to make sure there weren't any androids coming. So hopefully mm-hmm. with that breach, like, they'll be... Does it seem like they'd have difficulty getting to our airlock? I mean, it's space. They could try to leap out from the other side and just take a straight 50... So it's probably not too difficult of a leap, um, but it's more difficult. You also know that there's another door. I would say Lorraine could share that with you all. I would like to yell across the hangar. You have we got to breach to space. I- I'm yelling across the <laughs> No, across the comms. Just they, put your helmet on. They can't hear you. The trap breach space. Should we do a spacewalk to get the fuck out of here? We, have two we should do a spacewalk to get the fuck out of here. We have two people that have holes in their suits. That's not an option. Well, so 
did I find any repair kits? Because I remember saying like, oh, I want to look for repair kits before I follow into the tunnel. I was just waiting for that to come up. I was, I thought you were. Oh, I apologize. I think I missed it. Uh, when was this? Was this in one of the armories? This was right when they, uh, when they like pried the door open. And I thought you were gonna, like, is everybody going to follow along? I was going to do uh, one last okay. sweep to see if in the armory was repair kits. You guys didn't see any suits in there. No armor. No, it's, it was just weaponry. Um, yeah, I wasn't sure if there's like duct tape or like nano part of nanobots or some tech shit. You've got shoulder no. straps, and I've managed to make those very useful. No, nothing <laughs> okay. like that. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. So then uh, Menton would just say, "Look, even even at functional suits, these things they could be piloted. How they could probably intercept us since we're in the middle of space, and that wouldn't be much of a dogfight on our side. I say we just go through the other door, and we're gonna have to work our way with what we got." They're obviously not even piloting. They're they're still broken right now. They're just fucking screaming. We we go, we run, we make a chance. Monarch's not going to come after us because we're where are we going to go? Menton stops space. listening and walks to the door. Menton, you walk over to the door. You look through the small window in that circular door, and you can see it's a, another one of these passageways leads back to somewhere. And you see, hang on, let me just roll a couple of these die. Somewhere in the neighborhood of 15 security androids, like a parade. They're moving in perfect synchronicity in the direction of your door. You can see their glowing eyes. And it's not just any old security androids. They look exactly like the naked, extra-armored androids that you saw in the funnel room. And you would probably piece together that maybe, maybe... This passageway connects to that door that you found at the base of the funnel. They're coming for you. Well, fuck me. There's 15 people over on this door. Uh, can I tear my overalls apart and try and patch our riddled back suits? Okay. So I'm going to... I want to do this. We're going to do this timed. There are now 15 security androids. That's exactly what I wrote, by the way. Seven and eight. So it was 2d10, and there's 15 of them. They're coming down the passageway. It's a 50-foot-long passageway. This is a massive chamber. Harrison, you're over towards the other. So we'll, so just to kind of give you guys a I'll give you guys like a, a basic look uh, at this place here. Yes, for the record, I'm as far as possible so, from those 15 joints. And then let me. All right. So if you're Man, looking. Did you talk and say that there were droids coming? I would hope so. Yeah, I did. On the comps. So for for the players, so consider the hangar like a big square or just treat it like a map. The western side is where you came in and which is now got that its passageway back to the armories has been breached by the, the booby trap. But you don't see any active security security androids over there. If you peer closely enough, you'll see a few of them just sort of floating off in space and away along with some debris. Southwest corner is where Leo is. And that's where there is a whole mess load of them. Uh, Liko and Helix and Lorraine. Uh, Lorraine, I think the last I heard from you is you were like wandering about looking for like suits or something like that. Liko and Helix. I know Helix, you were kind of somewhere in the middle dealing with that getting stabbed in the throat. Uh, so I want you all to tell me what you're doing because uh, you're about to be completely overwhelmed by security androids. What do you want to do? 
these launch tubes and just sort of just like go in them. So they're for it's basically from what you can tell, looking at them, they're massive. They're not people sized. Like they're sized for these strike craft to get loaded in, much like like a Battlestar Galactica, and they get shot out. And that's essentially what's happening here. There still is a large cargo bay door on the northern side of this room that might be for bringing them in from somewhere else in this in the station where these things are being constructed. Uh, but you can see that these things are effectively supposed to get shot out into space. Yeah, that's what I mean. The, our only shot is to basically spacewalk to level one, but we've got two people with suits that can't pressurize. One's an android. Yeah. No, you and me. I took oh. my armor is gone from that uh, attack that I took. Mm, That's true. Okay, okay. So I'm, I just want to make sure I heard you correctly. So there's a cargo door that might lead to somewhere else. No, it's to space. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's to space. Door would use. It's yeah, a bay door. door. You guys can recognize a bay door when you see one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's the hidden hangar that they're coming in through. I guess we just have to see how long we can hold our breath for. You have foam. You have. Does someone have duct tape? I don't know. I don't. Know I any. checked my. I have no. I've got rope, but I don't have. Get that foam. I've gun. got a warty black silicon lump. Okay. I've got a hooded I have parka. Pain pills, I which I feel like that. you know that'll help you last longer. Right? Let's start with this. How are we dealing with the fact that 15 security androids are about to burst into this hangar door in roughly 45 seconds? We're going to run towards the cargo bay doors and just dip into space. Since I'm by that door, is this is this airlock door, like, would I need to hack it or anything? Or can I open it and roll, like, a couple grenades to breach the tube? Okay. You can do that. I'm still... Um, you're going to roll... We're going to roll contested speed tests to see if the two that are up front get a shot off on you when you open the door to throw the grenades in. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll take that risk since I've already got a breach suit. So Okay, so you're going to... Can gonna... I cover you? Like, Can I cover you while you do that so that I can shoot while you throw? I'll let you make that decision. Menton definitely said there's 15 of them coming from this fucking door. Okay. Harrison, can you make another one of those things that you did for this door? And I'll see. Harrison's nowhere close. He's nowhere close. This is a gigantic hangar. Harrison's at least 100 to 200 feet away from you on the western side of the chamber. Lorraine's not really close to you. Helix isn't really close to you. I'll say Liko, you can be close. It's fine. Can Liko use her jerry rigging to try to use rope to put some of these things together and try to mimic what Harrison did on the other door? Melissa, it's 45 seconds. They're, they're coming down the passageway. It's 45 seconds. Like, the fact that I'm even letting this happen is already merciful. So, Jeff, that sounds like a yes. 45 <laughs> seconds. How long do you need? 45 seconds to run 50 feet for security androids is merciful. They'll be there in 10 seconds, if that. So, it only takes three. <laughs> Leo, if you want to roll that speed test, I'll say you can go ahead and do it. If Liko, you're covering him and you're yep. firing as he opens the door, I'll have them roll their attacks at disadvantage. And that's what you get. And we'll I'll see what happens. A, I'll take an advantage dice because I'm not the speediest boy yeah. on the block. Uh, okay. I got 30 and then the Nordic symbol. So it's a 30, right? Even though that's the max value, or would that kick it to 40? No, uh, no you don't add them together. It's just... Okay, cool. Yeah, I got a 30. 
Okay, so that was a success. Okay, so you open a door, you throw them in. I'm going to roll for them because it's contested. Yeah. And so they get it at a disadvantage. Oh, it would have been a nine. Ah. Actually, no, we do um, We do black. I think we're doing uh, blackjack rules. I like to do blackjack for contested. All right, well, that's a, that's a crit fail. Uh, so one of them fires, misses. You can see as they're firing because they are the ones that have the, the, the guns built into their arms. Their arm explodes. Second one, 26. God dang, 87. Uh, fires, but doesn't hit. You you roll a couple of grenades in, quickly close, right as like the front two slam into the door. Um, and then you hear a second later, or you don't hear it, but you can see it as they explode. And as like you're looking through that tiny little hole in the window, you watch as these androids just <laughs> as decompression. One of them, however, is clinging to the wall. And you can see them just kind of hanging on. And you can feel the pounding of the wall. You guys are now cut off from the rest of the station as both of the passageways into this hangar have been have been open to space. There's a on the on the northern side of this this hangar, there is a bay bay door that goes out into space as well. What do you guys want to do? Let's see if I can get time to run. Door time open. to run. Time to run. Helix, what are you going to do? I'm going to see if I get the bay door open. I have to go up to it. Okay. There are, open. Uh, Lorraine found some very simple controls, and you can easily open it. Uh, Menton's going to sprint over to Harris and you'll be give me that fucking bomb. I don't got time for this. Just remember that when you open, there's not like a, there's not some invisible force field or anything. When you're opening it's opening. It's a whole process. Decompresses the chamber of its atmosphere first. So it doesn't, it's not an instant open thing. It decompresses. You can feel the oxygen coming out of here. You can see it on the small gauges. And then once it's completely out, then the doors will open up. And then you'll be literally open to space. Yeah, we got to do the repairs first. I'll hold until Menton you have, films himself. You have, a, you have a moment or you have like probably a minute or two before like full decompression of the chamber. It's a very big hangar. Menton, Menton's left eyebrows completely gone, but he has an idea. Okay. He'll just take band-aids out of the first aid kit so that if this like foam is sticky or anti-personnel, he'll put that in the holes of our suits and then just cover it with like gauze or bandages so that it doesn't cause sticky problems or whatever. Okay. So here here's the thing though. Uh Harrison would have been able to do something while they were trying to open that other door, right? Yes, that's fine. Yeah, sure. What do you want to do? I would have tried to open the door we came from that's now open to the vacuum of space. And I'd be telling people, it's time to go. We're going to spacewalk out of here. Okay. Uh, if that's the case, Menton, you're running over towards Harrison to get the foam. You watch as he opens the airlock door. And I'm going to need Leo to go ahead and roll either a speed or a strength test. As suddenly, oh, there's now an open door to space. And you're getting kind of sort of thrown off. You're getting, it's not like this explosive decompression, but it's enough of a decompression. We're using you, like mag boots to walk around or something like that, right? Do you have mag boots in your suits? No. No, uh, mine doesn't know. come with that. Harrison has yeah. way better equipment. Than the We're still zero G, right? You're still zero G, yeah. Uh, would I have mag boots then in my in my suit? Unless it says so. Um, does it say so? I, I, I put the description in for yours, so it should be... 
Uh, uh, it says visor shines red, voice is amplified, mm-hmm. two oxygen tanks. So no, ma- no. no magma. No. Okay. Door opens up. Harrison, you're fine. You feel yourself get pulled out. Anybody? Um, okay. Menton, go ahead and roll that uh, that speed or strength test. Something basically to uh, to basically try to grab something before you get sucked towards the door. Do we still have a good amount of advantages, uh, Melissa? <laughs> uh, yeah. Go ahead. I'm gonna need this. I think everybody else is gonna be doing this too, but I'm gonna start with Leo. God damn! I keep taking advantage, and then I rolled a 13. Uh, I, I did it. Okay. Oh, wow. So you quickly grab a railing and you're not getting pulled out into space. Uh, the, there's, it's going to take a little bit of time for the oxygen to come out. So you're not suffocating, but you are now hanging on. Harrison, do you go outside? You open the door, do you I, just go outside? Yeah. So if, if Menton was talking about the foam, oh, I couldn't really throw it to him because the oxygen would just pull the gun back, wouldn't it? That's, that's true. Yeah. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Harrison is killing would, half of the party. Would I have been able to say... Wouldn't be the first time for a, Steven. I'm going to take the shoulder strap off of my pulse rifle. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm going to tie the, the foam gun to a rail. Okay. And then uh, I will uh, hit that airlock so that it closes again behind me while I'm on the other side. And I'll use comms to say that I'm going to clear the way. Okay. I will say this happens. Uh, what's your speed? You don't have to roll, but what's your speed? Uh, 37. Okay, this happens. However, it takes a little longer than you probably would have wanted to. So everybody else, other than Leo, he's already rolled it. Everyone else also roll a speed or a strength test. I like this music, this biodome music. It's so weird. And the weird little twinkle of this. Right? I'm just feeling oh, so guilty because I'm thinking about the first death in space adventure I did with Melissa where there was a giant spider coming at us and <laughs> it just closed an airlock <laughs> on her. Ah, uh, that's a fail. Okay. I also failed. Also okay. failed. All three of you get hurled across the hangar in the direction of this door. Okay. Uh, Harrison, you're going to go ahead uh don't forget the Minotaur is with you guys. So, Harrison, you get out. You close the door behind you. And then the rest of you, those of you who got hurled across the room, continue. And you slam against the wall. Uh, each of you can go You're ahead. You're welcome for helping you get across the room quickly. Each of you that can take me helping you. Each of you can take three points of damage from the yeah. smash into the wall. That gives me a wound. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh for you so wound tables that will be blunt force and again if you want to spend before you roll you can but you cannot roll to see what you get and then roll and then spend something else so does health go up or down like are you removing health or are you adding you i i you remove you should remove both that's how i do it with the npcs all right so it's going down all right uh, I'll advantage the wound. Okay, go right ahead. Because I can die, right? There's a chance to die. You can die. All right, got it. We are running low. I have a concussion. Okay. You can roll a second time. Or should I roll again? Okay. Yeah, and see what you... 
Oh, the concussion. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the All right. concussion is better than a so broken spine. So you smash your head, and your logic core is damaged. So for you, your logic core has now suffered some sort of damage. It could be repaired, of course, but you are not doing quite, quite too well. Uh, Liko, how'd you do? You okay? No, I failed. I took my damage. Okay. I did uh, not take a wound, though. Lorraine, are you okay? Uh, yeah, I took my damage. All right. So you, so you all are smashed against the wall. Leo, you're okay. It's still zero G, so you're not like going to fall or anything like that. And because you didn't have any crazy momentum, you're not smashing into the wall. But all of you are on the western side of the wall. You just saw Harrison pop out. There is a strap that has the foam canister connected to it. What do you guys want to do? Uh, uh, Helix, can you connect to the Minotaur? I'm wondering if the Minotaur can... Because the Minotaur was this big mana ray thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering if the Minotaur can just like bear hug. You don't even have to connect to the Minotaur. As you say that, you watch as the Minotaur flattens itself out like this long, slender piece of Play-Doh and just wraps itself around Lorraine. Can Minton fit in there too? I'll point to Minton. You see it try to sort of push itself across and eventually it'll come over and fold itself around Leo. Leo and Lorraine, both of you are inside this capsule. I was wondering if anyone was going to think of that, by the way. I was like, you guys know the Minotaurs around here too. I was going to ask it. You, uh, so the two of you are inside this, this capsule. It's not pleasant. Remember, the Minotaur is pretty hideous. But Lorraine, at the same time, for you, it's like... Oh, this is glorious. Yeah. She's in rapture. Okay. This is like a hot air balloon of nightmares. Now what, <laughs> you, now what you guys like to do? All right. Helix, I think now I think, we can jump for it, right? Yeah, I, we can wrap up. I'll join the group. And then... Okay. Take wherever this takes us. Do you go out of the big cargo bay... Or do you go out the same door that Harrison went out of? It'll eventually go to the same place, but... Let's do the cargo bay. I think space. More room, yeah. Okay. You take the extra steps. It's going to take now, you... Now, can Liko take the time to blow up those ships on our way out? Now that we don't have those things barreling down. Uh, the walls are still red. Uh, there was a security android that was still hanging on and trying to get in. If you want to hang back and try to destroy the other 49 ships, and there are also aggressive, and don't forget, they were aggressive. The minute you opened a thing up, one of them reached out and tried to stab Helix in the throat. Didn't climb out after you managed to close the door in time, but it's sort of up to you. You tell me. Do you want to linger behind and try to destroy these things? Yeah, I'm trying to, and maybe it's just trying to do too much. Like I, I'm not looking. I think to you are really trying to do too much. Forty-nine of them. I just kind of be a hero, Melissa. Just get out of there's there. There's forty-nine ships. This is going to take you some time because you're yeah. floating around in. It's you're opening them up. You're dropping them. Right. So unless you have you a only nuke have or four something. Grenades too. Yeah. Okay. So you go out the cargo bay. Harrison, you you're you you went out a few probably about five minutes early. You went out through the side to where the passageway back to the armories were. It's now exposed to space. You pop out into space. You're still kind of holding on handholds and footholds to the wall. You see, as you're climbing across, there is a vessel that is floating right outside. 
right outside this hangar. Probably quarter mile away. Eventually, as you're... Do you go towards it, I should say? First of all, I should ask. What does the vessel look like? It, does it look like a human vessel? It or looks like, like a pretty... with a reed pilot vessel? It looks like a pretty standard sort of cargo vessel. Nothing... Nothing to write home about. Cargo. I, I gotta go for it. Okay. Um. Well, actually, let me... Half my old way is a long way to go. Zero G. Mm-hmm. I would like to brace myself a little bit in this zero G and shoot my last foam gun pistol at it. So I won't actually do any sort of damage to the vessel, but hopefully it would be like able to register that there's an impact or something like that. Okay. And then fling myself towards it. Okay. Uh, do you have zero G as an ability? As a skill? No. Uh, I said a few sessions ago that Harrison, uh, he get, he gets sick in zero G. Okay, uh, go ahead and roll a speed test. Uh, we'll call it as you try to launch yourself across. Do I need to roll for shooting the foam gun? Uh, it's a giant ship, uh, and you really just kind of have to point it in that direction. I think you're okay with that one. Oh, actually, I don't have the foam gun anymore. Oh yeah, that's I, I right. You left it for Menton. Okay, so never mind. Uh, I could just use like the revolver. That wouldn't do anything to a cargo ship, right? We'll find out. Let's find out. I'm going to shoot the revolver once okay. and then flink. Do I need to sh- roll the shoot or it's no, just what I'll hit? It's fine. You'll hit. Okay, so you said speed test? Speed test for you to launch yourself at the right time, the right angle. Military training? Do you do a lot of zero? Ah, go ahead. Take it. I don't give a shit. Thank you. You're so nice. Uh, I'll take advantage, too, if you don't <laughs> mind, Melissa. I don't think I want to give you <laughs> It's for the group, <laughs> okay, Melissa. I'm going to take advantage even if you mind, Melissa. <laughs> we have two left. After you take yours. Oh, fuck. I rolled an 83 and a 70, which okay. is not good enough. So you just launch yourself in that direction, hoping yeah. you timed it right. The rest of you, cargo bay door, this giant hangar bay door opens up, and you see roughly... A little less than a quarter of a mile, but, you know, not that far away relative to space terms. There's a ship. Three of you recognize that ship. It's the Doppler effect. Yay. That Harrison is shooting at? I think we're going to end there, actually. <laughs> Thanks for stepping on the cliffy. Shot. Okay. We're going to end there, I think. Uh, it was the Doppler effect hanging right in the distance. Harrison launching himself directly out of it, uh, directly at it. Lorraine and Leo are wrapped up inside of the Minotaur capsule lifeboat. And then Liko and Helix, your guys are all right there. And that's what we'll pick up because, uh, yeah, that was intense. It was a really that, long sesh. That can't be a good thing that we're seeing the Doppler effect. That about? just can't be a good thing. What are you talking about? How could it possibly be anything wrong? All right. None of us are flying it. See things. I have piloting. <laughs> no, how do they? You get can there? fly it, but you are not flying it right now. So how to get we there? Left yeah. it by the bell. Why is it near floor six? Is kind of where we're at. Details, details. Or, yeah. Three. 
just realized I had muted myself. Okay, uh, let's go ahead and end for the night. Uh, let's do some closing plugs. Hey, uh, let's just go in order of the days. Tomorrow, you can catch me, Steven, Melissa, over on the uh, Grim and Perilous Place early in the day uh, as we're playing through some uh, some Tales from the Loop. Uh, and then you can come back to our channel. Uh, five, what time is it? Actually, when are we playing One Ring? Did we talk about I, that? We didn't, actually. We should talk about that after the stream. But tomorrow, we're going <laughs> to yeah, be playing. Tell some, me to play. I'll be there. <laughs> well, we're playing One Ring tomorrow, so come hang out with us tomorrow. Uh, Monday, new game. Very excited. We're starting Call of Cthulhu. It's going to be a very long campaign, hopefully, unless we are you know get sick of it and everyone hates me. Uh, so 50-50. Horror on the Orient Express. We're going to be doing some, some big old character creation, Session Zero, so come hang out there for that. And then Tuesday, Stephen, what are you doing? Tuesday is our rootin' tootin' horror game, uh, Haunted West by Darker Hue Studios. Uh, the party has stepped in a big old cow pie. Uh, there are demons and gun hands that are entirely, uh, they, they've aggroed an entire ranch of gun hands. Uh, okay. There's a demon ready to kill them all. It'll be a lot of fun. We're going to end in a nice TPK. It'll have a great bow wrap. Except for me. Uh, you really should come and watch. Except for me. Blood armor. Uh, and then uh, next Friday, we'll be doing uh, our, it's a hunter a week, and we'll be back in two weeks uh, for Mothership. Maybe the conclusion of the campaign. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit, see where we want to go from here. Uh, this could end. Might not. Uh, but it's been a lot of fun. Thank you to everybody who hung out tonight. We really... Really, really yeah australis i think that's it could be a very short session it could be a five minute <laughs> session everyone just dies in space because they miss their speed rolls and they can't get onto the ship um but yeah come uh come back uh and uh yeah see see where this goes see what's on that ship see what's going on uh, thank you everybody thank you to everyone we really really appreciate it we're gonna raid our friends over at defenders they're playing some uh they're playing some was it uh dcc so follow the raid say hi to them tell chuck to show you show you his feet and uh we'll see you later Bye-bye. Oh, we just got a raid. Oh, oh no. my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Well, we can keep going. <laughs> uh, keep moving it, pushing it forward. Okay. Uh, so the I was going to hang on the raid, uh, and then I'll, I'll re-raid in a sec. Uh, but uh, the DAT Network, thank you so much for the raid. We were just finishing up and actually raiding, our cell, uh, raiding somebody else. Uh, thank you so much for that raid. Um we were we were playing Mothership tonight, uh, so it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we are nearing the end of our gradient descent run, uh, but really do appreciate the raid, uh, the Dat Network. Everyone, go follow the Dat Network. Uh, make sure uh, you kind of catch them later, and we'll do the same. And uh, now we're going to go ahead, hit the follow button on our channel too. Thank you, Stephen. Good reminder. Hit the follow button on our channel. We'll go to your channel. We'll hit the follow button on your channel, and then uh, we'll go raid some more of our friends. Uh, over at the uh, the Defenders of Cobalt. So thanks for everyone hanging out, and we'll try this one more time.